0: So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This is Machi Vili, I I'm Sammy Critique and Pardoning Crime, Ricardo Medina.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: And this is another episode of BS Beats and Balian. My God, <laughs> what a long time it took for us to, to, to reunite, By I mean, yeah, two weeks, internet. but, oh gosh, it's been a long two weeks, By uh, We were supposed to do it last week, but, you know, the internet, powers that be decided on that one day we were supposed to meet up, no we can't because we had no it well at least in my case i had no internet i had no cable And uh, because the rain was pouring so heavily that's like the biggest excuse so once there's like a big bolt of lightning oh all of a sudden everything just cuts off except for the lights that's that's really weird for me i don't know right yeah but there's no i mean and, and yeah this 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 weather over the past week has been really ridiculous yeah. You know, lots of flooding and you know, south and whatnot. Uh, well, in central, and Trinidad yeah. and central. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, right now at this moment, we have no rain. I'm hoping that it at least it holds up until we finish. Um, yeah. Uh, because we have quite a lot of things to talk about here. But uh, don't worry, we're not gonna, you know, stretch things out for no reason. We're gonna just move as you know as as right. briskly as we can yeah right uh so what we're going to talk about today we have like i say quite a lot uh we have to run through some trailers well just brief run-throughs of you know some trailers that came out over the past couple of weeks there was a right. new star wars the last jedi trailer there was right. a second trailer for black panther there was right. a second trailer for the punisher there was a first right. trailer for new mutants um, right. and on the subject of T V we also have to talk about um, Netflix's Mindhunter, which I've been hearing quite a lot about and I finally yeah. got the chance to, you know, binge through the entire season. Also you saw Halt and Catch Fire. Well, right, the, yeah, we finally season finally three, I believe season, it was. Yeah.
1: No, season four finale. Oh uh, season and four and series okay. and series finale. All right, all right. So yeah. you're gonna of do halt a and Catch of that. Fire. Um
0: yeah. also with regards to hip hop, as I promised in my last podcast, I'm gonna be reviewing the latest record from iconic hip hop group Wu-Tang Clan The Saga Continues This has been an album I've been excited about Since I heard the news And yeah I I, I actually listened it When it came out um, Not last week Friday But the week before Last week Friday At the time of this recording I actually gave it a listen And today Before we actually Met up here Ricardo I gave it another listen Another um, listen Sorry Because normally I give it one listen And then you know I kind of make my decision From there But I had to just give it Another spin So at least I could You know kinda refresh my memory one and then also kinda look back at my notes because yes I wrote notes while I was I was listening to the album and be like, yeah, I was really being fair here or not, I'm not too sure. But yes, I have my notes I have my thoughts on the album, so I'm gonna do a track by track review of that album. Yeah. Um and with regards to movies as well, we saw the newest Warner animation film or Warner DC animated film, Batman vs Two Face. Yeah. Um you saw a film that I was you know, So excited to see but unfortunately It did not come out in the east because I guess The powers that be that run Caribbean cinemas down in the east Looked at the reviews and were like Oh it's too divisive nobody will get But you saw it down south you lucky bastard So you will talk about Darren Aronofsky's Mother yeah. And last but not least Both of us actually saw it at separate times We saw the Latest film from director Martin Campbell which Stars P.S. Brunson Yes I know I'll call his name first but I'll explain why when we actually get to the review And From veteran action star Jackie Chan Yep. Yeah. yeah Of course we're talking about The Foreigner right. So we both saw it and we'll both share our thoughts on that And yeah Alright so starting things off we have to talk about them trailers But I know we're late but Yeah talk about them trailers Because quite a, a, a decent amount of trailers came out over the past couple of weeks man So we start off with uh, Last Jedi, where, where you talk about the um the first, sorry, the second trailer for The Last Jedi. Yeah,
1: um, it, uh, uh, it, it reminded me a little too much. The same thing I kind of worried about back way back when in our um Force Awakens review. Uh, reminded me a little too much of Empire Strikes Back, but whatever. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, well, I mean, everybody who's been, I mean, it's it's easy to make that comparison. But yeah, right. visually though, it's like they're really, really hinting at this being like the the dark uh, right. entry in this
1: in this new trilogy here right. and uh, but it's a solid trailer I, I again because I'm not a big huge Star Wars fan and I'm not like to nitpick and fight down I just just an entertaining trailer it looked good um, they had some nice cuts I didn't think it come across as, as tasteless or anything like the cuts how they do it with uh, Leia uh, or the late uh, Carrie Fisher and yeah it was just a solid trailer uh, overall we didn't see any combat or fighting necessarily yeah. Um, we just saw some little flying about. We see the new little cute pork thing that they want all the children to buy for Christmas. Yeah, that, that looks um, so cute though. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, we see well, some decent, decent um, little alien stuff we saw. And then we saw the new attacks or whatever they're they calling them. Mm-hmm. Um, Snoke, we're not sure what's going on. Snoke, yeah, Snoke might have a little bit of um, Jedi action, a little, little bit of telekinesis action going on. And yeah, I not too overhyped for it, but not too thing for it. The big interesting thing from this though, is that they have a Luke on both sides of the poster. Yes. So you ever notice? Like okay, when you watch, when you watch the dark versus light side, so it's like almost as if he's both good and evil. You're not sure what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And usually the villain is almost always being the background of every poster. Yes. And Luke is in the background of this poster, so you're not sure what's going on with Luke. If he All corrupted. Right, well. Well, that, that that's,
0: that's a pretty interesting um, observation. Yeah. there. Or
1: if we agree, if we create I we don't show going
2: on. Yeah, so, um, well, but I don't fight them. So
0: right. Well, one thing for me though, I I, I totally enjoyed this um this trailer. I would yeah. say though that the music that they used for the for the first trailer was way better than the one here it was just so incredibly epic and just so dramatic but here i mean right. the, the, the the score is serviceable i can't i can't knock it down and of course yeah. visually it looks great i like that we see a lot of things but they're not telling us what the story is really about um i also like the fact that it raises a lot of questions um in the whole star uh, star wars oh, sorry universe uh, preferably with um luke skywalker ray and kylo uh, kylo ren you know yeah. exactly what is their relation going to be you know right i i i was you know i, I was actually kind of amazed to see how powerful Ray's powers have gotten you know and it kind of looks like she maybe she hasn't received that much training from luke you know maybe it's just him starting off with her kind of we awaken those powers instead of her you know force awakens derp right um but the whole big question is: Will she actually join the dark side, or will she join with Kylo Ren? Are they right. destined to be to, um, to to join forces, and right. what is going to be the the fate of Luke, and, for a less ex- and to a lesser extent, um, Leia? You know what I mean, right? So you know those are the questions there. Like I, I really don't want to think that they're gonna kill off um, Leia. I mean, if if it has to happen, so be it. But I just want them to do it. I, I don't want them to kind of you know, half assed it. It just has to right, be...
1: Right, yeah. Be I can't because that, you know? Yeah, I don't know, because Father knows know, she's not going to be in episode 9 at all. No. So I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, more than likely, it'll probably... We have it's cut as if, well, he's going to kill Leona. Yeah. Um, you know, he kill his father. No, he had to kill his mother. So we ain't sure what's going on with that. And because the character, um, so similar to Anakin in so many ways, you yes. see him flying about, moving about, similar, reminiscent of Anakin in the latter half of the Clone Wars. No? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we we'll see. I, we'll see. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I tempered. Okay, I'm not too 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 hyped over this. Um, but it was still a solid trailer. I enjoyed the look the visuals, especially that opening shot with him looking over the um all the stuff building inside a ship. Oh
0: yes, yes, yes. Uh, that are pretty
1: cool. I thought. yeah, uh, yeah and uh, not too again, not too too hyped, but hyped. It was like fine, looking right. good.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah um, those, I'm, those. I I am worried about. You know the the announcement that this is going to be the longest Star Wars movie ever. Right. So I'm like.
1: Yeah, well, long, right. long, yeah, longer film. Like unlike Justice League, which is you know the shortest film minutes in its run. Yes, 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 yes. Just Big, which is a real red flag. Longest film. Not big I know, right? <laughs> yeah, shortest film in the Shortest film is always a red flag. But longer film not a red flag for mm-hmm. me necessarily. Yeah. Um, you know whatever the at most the worst thing you could worry about is it you being bored
0: yeah and that, that's uh, the last thing that we want again because i mean there was episode one which i would say right off the bat was boring especially in the second yeah. act we don't want that again folks but anyway. yeah it's a yeah pretty
1: bloated film uh yeah. but i mean I, I don't expect this to be so bad i expect this to be fine whatever
0: right. um sticking with 20th century fox we also got the first trailer for the new mutants now two things struck out uh, stood out to me sorry with this trailer first off the kind of pseudo horror aesthetic, of right? This that was thriller. surprising. Yeah, I was pretty surprised threw by a it. lot of people off, myself included. Um, I don't, I don't know.
1: I don't know if the comic is a big horror comic, so as like, so far as I know, it's not. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So uh, uh, this was a little surprising to, to see why they take that that bent. See, you know, the film or at least the trailer. Right. So I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, go ahead.
0: And and, and also for for the Pink Floyd fans out there, the use of another in the Wall Part Two. Right. Um, in in the trailer itself like I mean like okay hearing such an iconic rock song in a trailer was cool but you know the way how modern trailers are they always have to make it sound like it's an echo and you also have to kind of stop and you like know, right. and then you hear bits of the chorus or the refrain and then doom <laughs> another line and then some dialogue it's just like okay you' you're just you're just doing the whole modern trailer thing to such a great song, you know what I mean? Yeah. And It kind of took me out a bit, but uh, you know, uh, for me, like, I get the use of the song and all because, you know, it, it, it kind of hinted at the whole idea that, yes, these characters are young and they are being controlled by these you know, adults, these dark forces, and now they must rebel, you know, which kind of, in a way, is what the, you know, the, the original song is about, or at least what I was trying to hint at, in a way, right? right? So... It gets points for using that song. Like I never would imagine in a million years I'd hear hear a song used like this in a trailer. But like I said, the way how it was done sonically was just like, yeah, just just modern trailer tropes. But other than that though, I see a lot of freaky stuff in it. Well, a little spooky imagery in it. Yeah. But still, it's like, um, but I, I'm really not familiar with the source material. But I don't think the source material works like that though. So why is it like a horror? I don't know. I'm not sure. I can't really see, you know what I mean, but I don't know, I just kind of came out of it like, kind of indifferent it, because I don't know if the horror, you know, um, if the horror vibe of it, it, you know, relates to the actual source material itself, or is it just some kind of decision that, you know, um, 20th Century Fox and Marvel wants to do now, you know, I really don't know, I, I can't really say. Um, this last thing I just wanted to say also too, I got little hints of Legion as well. I had a kind of Legion right.
2: feel it, you know the whole
1: yeah, thing about yeah, yeah. That that's that's always uh, remind, but I think and I think yeah. the the, uh, the character main character of Legion is supposed to be one of the new, new mutants, if I remember correctly. So okay, I didn't know that actually. Right, so yeah. I think it's that is why have a similar thing going on here.
0: Oh, and and finally, 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 points to the font that they use for the new mutants. If you actually saw the Pink Floyd Wall movie, or if you actually right. saw the album, you'll notice that the font that you they see, used for the yeah. for the um for the titles is similar. Right. Yeah, so, so I was like, alright, alright, I see what they did there, I see what they did there. That was, that was cool. That was cool, that was cool. But, your, yeah. your thoughts on the trailer?
1: Yeah, uh, a little surprise, um, a surprise that I see with the horror element, it kind of threw him off a little bit, but, you know, overall, you know, solid trailer, we'll see where they go with it. Again, not really hyping me up, but that's again, not, not, not Overwhelm or underwhelm, just sufficiently
0: whelmed. <laughs> I like that one, well. But dumb yeah, question. It's right? fine. Dumb uh? dumb dumb question. This is not a continuation of Logan, right? This is something totally I, different.
1: I do I don't think so. No. Okay. I don't think that,
0: so. But I like the fact that um that 20th century Fox and Marvel being a little bit um daring next year, so not only will we be getting the new metants, but we should be getting Deadpool too. So, yeah, right. they're doing the whole two movie release thing there, you know? To kind of, yeah. um, to you know, kind of jump on the bandwagon that DC's on. Not, like, DC's not doing the treating yet. So, right. I imagine that 20th Century Fox is not going to do that neither. But, hey, they're bringing out two shows. I mean, this year, they only gave us one, which was excellent. So,
2: right.
0: you know. Um, also, in terms of superhero stuff, we got to see the second trailer for Black Panther. Right. A lot of stuff in it, a lot of great visuals, a lot of great action sequences i'm loving what i'm seeing here i love the fact that we got to see michael b jordan be the bad guy you know right he, he, he uh, saw yeah. a couple of cool one-liners um got to see mcgill from walking dead um yeah denied, I yeah, yeah in it i saw angela bassett yeah uh, a few other, you know f- um, familiar faces as well yeah as
1: i say if you're if you're a black actress and you're, if you're a black actor actress and you're not in this movie yeah you had a you had a fire agent <laughs> you know? um, um the song the, uh, itself
0: doesn't doesn't the song itself sorry doesn't like i'm I, I trying i was trying to pin the the artist but like artist, sorry but i couldn't actually like right. you know when the first trailer came out ronnie jules i knew the music instantly i knew the song but this right. one here is like i don't know who this is but they didn't oh, no, take
1: there about um, there's uh we call him well it's a mix of bunch but it's jill scott heron i don't know if you know who that is
0: well, yes, yeah, no, no, the, the speech I'm talking about, all right, the speech, yes. I, I know the speech, right. you know, the revolution will not be televised, it will be right, live, right. I know that, but I'm talking about the kind of rap song, or the, oh yeah, yeah I don't that plays in I, between I, that. Yeah, right. Oh, so I'm like not know, okay. sure. But on that though, yeah, loving what I'm seeing here, I also love the fact that, you know, they were, they were on the, the edge of giving away a little too much. But I was like, all right, all right, all right. holding back. Right. They're showing off a little bit, showing off a little flashy visuals, I, Well, only, yeah, dope. so
1: the only thing I, I, I didn't really care for that much is that it's a mirror match villain, which is something that Marvel <laughs> has been doing a lot recently. Like, okay, yep. it's, an, it's, okay it's... It's okay. a he, formula. if it broke Yeah, terms, it's right, like, so. okay, he's an evil Black Panther. I was like, all right, um, all right. Uh, Although
0: although that moment when 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 Michael B. Jordan does that change though, with jaw drop, I was like, yeah, that looked (laughs) badass.
1: That looked pretty badass actually. A bunch of people, a lot people, complain about the CG, but I was like, no, that looked great for me. I was like, Well you? i don't I mean, know what the
0: overabundance of cg or the way how the cg was designed
1: yeah no the, yeah well both they, they were complaining about how that didn't look so good and i was like no that looked great i mean the only problem is that the clothes just melt away but to me it's like no guys it cooked the clothes or whatever it is though. right i suppose they could have finished it and have it burn off or whatever it is the suit does No.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: uh yeah the only again as i said the only issue is that i just don't like it too mirror matched because his outfit in the comic if it's closer to the comic i would have preferred that because we get to see like remember the first trailer and I think in this trailer for two seconds you get to see important this kind of mask that's much yes. closer to what the comic is right so uh, just, I, I just a little under my, I kind of don't like the fact that it's a, too much of a mirror match it's yeah, you it could come a little interesting with, with a little more clever with it but right. as I said um, I really don't expect this to be any better than Doctor Strange which is not really an insult necessarily but it could just Play, they'll play it safe is Marvel, yeah, of course, of course, of right. Course, yeah. And I because I really wanted it to be more of a spy thriller kind of something, not necessarily just a, a evil Black Panther fighting him, right? I wanted something more interesting with the material, however,
0: yeah. Listen. Um, and also, before I forgot, we f- we actually got a decent poster for this movie,
1: right? Yeah, much better yeah, than that. A lot of
0: stuff on the poster, but hey, I'm not complaining. A better right. than that whole photoshop thing that they did
1: before. yeah that, that was real <laughs> oh god!
0: They, 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 they ratchet they, they just ratchet it let do it yeah. quick as like hey hold up. Yeah, marvel yeah. Marvelites, be happy right rejoice um all right and also it's in terms of marvel yet again we got the second trailer for netflix is the punisher Right. And I'm glad that we actually got the release date for this, which will be November the 17th. Um, see if that I, w- just I know, I know. I, know, I, know. I, I love it. Too. I love that. Uh, well, I was worried at first because of the whole Vegas shooting thing that they would have right. held back on the release of this trailer. Well, right. sorry, not the right. release of the trailer really, but just the release of the well, show. But well,
1: that's the thing. I mean, Punisher's a character that always kind of, like a shooting could any happen many times. So it's like, well, you're kind of just not care anymore. Right. And so what they go like if let's say a, a shooting where it is November 7th, let's say a shooting happened to November 16th, do you hold it back? Probably not.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I can't really say. But yeah, the, you know, I, at this point, at this
1: point, America, like, well, we could. I don't think into politics, but America needs need to sort out their bullshit. And I don't think you know Marvel ha- owes anybody anything by trying to you know hold back something with shooting Shootings is so happening so frequent now. Like that, had nothing to do with them at this point in terms of sensitivity. No? Like, Agreed. they shouldn't have any kind of moral qualms about that, in my opinion. It's yeah. just, America needs to sort out the gun control and all of that bullshit arguments, right? Right. And mental health or whatever it is issue, they refuse to, show, to sort out.
0: It's just the access to guns, though. That's well, the well, well, real well, thing. Well. i
1: not getting into politics. Yeah, Point not, is, not
0: getting into that either. Right. But, Point is,
1: Marvel should just reduce the damn thing no matter what.
0: Right? I agree, I agree. And it's Netflix, right. too. So, I mean, why not? But yeah, okay. um, on the subject of that, though, the, the trailer looks great. Um. i love that we get to see some backstory into frank castle's earlier life right but they do it they do it
1: right yeah because one of the i I was i was quite disappointed with what they did with uh in in, uh season two for daredevil it started off great but didn't really give him an arc and i thought they should have given him the arc that they seem to be giving him now Mm -hmm. which is well yeah explain everything and they explain why does the turn on him why does it you know He, they they come after his family and this kind of stuff. They didn't really explain that so well in uh, the Daredevil season two. Uh, For me, uh, I would have done, I would have tried to, like, I would explain that, like, if it was up to me, Daredevil season two, the finale would have been um, Frank and and Matt versus the the same team that betrayed him. And maybe they were selling drugs or something like that and have it be that. Mm -hmm. And it would have been a real redemption style piece of badassery at the end. Because one of the big problems I had was him not using the damn minigun. Yeah. That was a I had a huge problem with that. However, right. um, this trailer looks solid. It it's not looking, again, sufficiently well. Uh not nothing particularly out of the blue that impresses me, but at the same time, nothing particularly noteworthy. bad or anything like that. It's not an emphasis. It's no. not um it's not inhumans. It's just castle and they're going to tell us all the story i expect
2: it to be good
0: right same same here too and i I really can't wait to see you know season one of this show what i'm worried about though um it's because of you know what we've seen before with both iron fist and the defenders where we get decent trailers and we're all excited we're like okay this is going to be fast paced it's not going to lag it's not going to slow down and then you see it for yourself and there's moments that drag, there's episodes yeah. that drag, yeah. and yeah, it's but, not yeah, as, it is, as extraordinary as you would have wanted it to be. Right, even though yeah, you have yeah. such a great character in the forefront.
1: Right, I mean, the case I emphasize, you know, I say, I just made one grave sin, and that was just not having good choreography and in, in, in the action. um that was my problem with it. I mean, I didn't really give a shit about the story all that much. But I give um, a yes, shit
0: about the story. I'm sorry.
1: I yeah, I didn't. But I didn't. I didn't give. It, I mean, it, it's, it's only so much you could do with Conlon and whoever it is because that all of that mythology stuff is like is that like is is up to you and not your care, right? Yeah, to care about the characters, and that's the most important. part. Right. so I didn't really give a shit about. Like, it's, the arc was fine. It was normal. It's just you're doing freaking Iron Fist. Iron Fist is supposed to be the best martial artist in the Marvel universe, and he give us that bullshit. Exactly. So, and then, and the then now with the
0: defenders here where. It's like, all right, we have the four together, you know? Right. And you still got moments where you had the hand talking about, oh, we need to go yeah. back to Cuddle and, Yeah, and yeah, yeah. All of that bullshit. You don't need to be a hero and, you know, just dragging, you know? Right. I, mean, with, with,
1: with, with, I think, well, you know, Dan Iran as a character not really well well thought out in this MCU. Well, I say in MCU, but I don't know if it's still MCU ever. And I just think, all right, with with Frank Castle, look, you know, um, Shane Meng is a good actor. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah yeah he's a solid actor he's a, he have great screen presence he's much much better than, than Finn uh, Finn Jones and he will just you know just hold it it don't take much to because it don't take much to, to have me entertained, right just do kind of like what the comic don't fight down the story and then just go a little step further with a couple little twists and you should be fine I'll give you this amount of 10 and then move on like I don't expect anything brilliant from season 1 right Daredevil was a big surprise I not expect that level of quality Right. but that's Daredevil's a unique character Daredevil's a character that have a lot to work with yeah. Punisher not so much I mean they have Some good to work with But not that much To work with As I said before With the rest of this This um DC Sorry I'm DC Marvel Netflix stuff Uh To me They should just I th- I think they should just Skip um season 2 uh, For for both Um Luke Cage and Iron Fist And let's go straight to Let's go straight to, to Heroes for Hire Instead of wasting time With this Because the, the Punisher stuff Will just make them look bad Um I didn't hate Luke Cage All that much But it was a bit of a letdown Especially after Cutmouth died Uh so, yeah, i I hyped. I want to see it. I'm waiting for it. And, you know, this it, it, having it embarrassed, slightly embarrassed, Justice League might be a little funny to me. I
0: know, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So because people, Justice League just, I mean, Justice guaranteed... have a ton of red flags going into it. I mean, yeah, that, so pe- that, so latest people... news, that latest news of it um, being the shortest of the films, even shorter than Suicide Squad, is like, nah, boy, that is a real red flag. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, just,
0: I just imagine people just going to binge. Season 1 of Punisher Then for spite They're gonna go And watch Just Lee Come out and be like Eh whatever At least I got to see yeah, Some
1: yeah, good justly, on the same day Looking But that runtime thing Is like a wreck, a serious red flag <laughs> yeah, Like boy. a serious Serious yeah, red boy. flag Cause I mean The studio Tell them to chop That shit down
0: And hmm. you know it's yeah. The worst part They're gonna do The whole extended cut The ultimate version well, no, you know,
1: they're, clear, they're clearly gonna market and spin it In the most like Bullshitty hackneyed way You know what They're gonna fucking do yeah. Gonna see have, the stuff that you couldn't see no. in
0: theaters it's Here's what they're gonna do hour, Here's man. what they're gonna
1: fucking do Here's, what <laughs> they're gonna fucking do. here's, how, here's how cynical these people are uh, This I wouldn't put it past them to they do this shit They'll have a Snyder cut Three hour cut And then they're gonna have a Just Eaton's three hour cut
0: Jesus Christ And they're gonna they're sell gonna that do. shit They're gonna, shit. Like they're gonna sell two. that shit Separately <laughs> They're gonna be like Superman 2 or something
1: no or yeah, Superman, they're gonna,
0: itself
1: Yeah 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 They're gonna sell that shit separately On top of that eh? I would wow. not put the past them fucking people to do that shit.
0: I know That's people like me guys actually buy that. <laughs> Two cuts in the same movie, yo.
1: <laughs> I will draw a line with that. That is foolishness. Uh,
0: Whatever. But but you know, props props to Marvel for actually having the balls to put this out on the same day as um. Yeah, but they do Yeah, they don't. They don't
1: smell it. Marvel, smelling blood in the water. I mean, there was really like there was really like reticent with. Uh, when Batman v Superman was out. Like, I, I totally understand that. Back back before Batman v Superman came out, people was like, yeah, this could be good. You know, it could be a big thing. It could be a genuine challenge to Marvel. And when Marvel saw it, it'd be like, well, you know, you guys in a hot mess and they're smelling blood in the water now. So it's the same thing. Like, yeah, like you think Marvel's not afraid of them. Yeah. Marvel's just fucking with them at this point. Of Every course. time Marvel they could they do something, to... Marvel drop something.
2: Yeah,
0: they could afford to do that. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, but on the subject of the Punisher, you know, and Shane Man... Walking Dead, yeah, season eight. Yeah, tonight. That's tonight. At, uh, at the, time the time of this recording. I didn't even know that until like two hours ago when I checked right. on Twitter because I was on the impression that we were getting it, um, the Sunday before Halloween. You know what I mean? But right, right, right. Uh, at least you will get to see the further adventures of, uh, Rick, Negan, and yeah, and right. Uh, their, as their I said, misadventures together and whatnot. You know. That's the
1: thing with this season. Like I, well, I, I I I recently you know caught back up with uh season seven uh didn't like it anywhere near as much as sex yeah but
0: it, it, it really dragged that it, it, it dragged, dragged in but some the finale episodes. itself the
1: finale itself was pretty decent um, yeah yeah yeah
0: love the finale i yeah, loved all it, it this, came back to its theme of rise up you know it was, it was really like yeah. you know um not empowering but hopeful there, there's some hope right
1: left and it, there. it, you know uh sunika martin had a great end send off with the character that was yeah, great you know Heal, michael burnham from star trek mm-hmm. uh and yeah I, 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 I excited for this I don't know what they're going to do because these are a show that's running the risk of kind of getting longer in the tooth now um, yeah that's
0: what I'm afraid about too I, right, I, so I, I just I, hope that they, if, if they have to go further let them just cap it off at like say 10 seasons and then stop the you know it, it, it's, it's AMC you they could afford to stop right. yeah what <laughs> they need
1: to do is just you know they, they had a, uh rapid book. I don't know when they, when, they, when, they, when the comic ending I have no idea if it ended at all but we need to do, just consult things, wrap up that arc, and basically make it about the, the you know something along the lines of the data Rick or the ender Rick or something like that. Yeah. So the story could go on if they if they could get people to come on, then they could continue the Walking Dead. But they really can't see the Walking Dead working without Rick now.
2: Uh, True, um, exactly. But but, um, um, wall- but
0: but also before I forget, um, they're supposed to do a, um, a tie-in with um, uh, sorry, a crossover with Fear the Walking Dead, which right I, heard, I only right, saw the season one. I forgot right. about it. Never got back into it. I heard yeah. it got better, but I just saw the first one and just didn't care for it but uh, yeah well
1: it's a different dynamic which is the idea of people not being used to you know the end of the world now
0: yeah and more like, well, how long can you run this right shit that's game. the problem
1: because the events of working. that was what a year until when Rick, Rick, Rick wake up so it's like well how long you could do that people already are custom by then now.
0: exactly um,
1: so it's, it's how long you could just tell this story and have it go on unless it, everything is run in real time 24 style it really kind of won't work now um, so I don't know yeah uh, yeah, that's about it. So right. I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'll be watching the premiere on 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 on, on TV at the time, uh, but I'll probably watch, catch it later
0: yeah i'm same here uh i already know come monday everybody going to try and spoil this in some way shape or form is like oh well you want to know what happened to this character one of the right. characters died check this article to find out who right you know I mean? that that just annoys me but you know which, season.
1: which season was it was he when he opened the, the premiere was terminus What season was that that, that was, was season five, season
0: right? five? yeah right, that, that was, yeah, a that was five, season that's five. A, Oh yes that's yes, excellent
1: opener. Yes, it was. so i, w- yeah. I want to see them do something you know along those lines
0: yes yeah, same here we'll too see. um we'll also we'll in the subject of well apocalypses if you will season three of mr robots didn't yes. even know about that until you mentioned it to me um right. season two we reviewed it last year we yeah. felt that um it was it was decent but it just got way way too convoluted for its own good right so yeah I it, hope it, it, that it, it kinda... does a little,
1: little suffer from head up its ass a little bit yeah they, uh, just, they just
0: need to remove that head right after the, that rectum and just yeah focus on on telling a story you know what I mean? right and just i was i was, was
1: kind of disappointed in what they did with uh bd Wong's character because he just became like a normal guy like yeah like it um, just that whole thing was just well, a facade and i thought that was kind of lame yeah um but yeah, overall I, I I didn't hate it, but it was still, you know, long in the too. I didn't like a lot of what they did with it. Season one to me was just such a tight narrative. Oh well, yeah. And, it and was. mostly worked. Yeah. Um but this one just didn't work and I don't know where they're gonna go with it. Because you see, with this now, especially with with <laughs> a post Trump election, um I don't know where they're gonna go with the story. Like what they're gonna do to make this fascinating or interesting. Right. And yeah, the show is a show that kinda had a wrap up wrap up, similar to how um Leftovers is only so long to now. Yeah. Better wrap it up. Sorry
0: right um yeah. also in terms of tv yeah did DC see show Starbuckman
1: yes uh, supergirl
0: flash Legends just right. tomorrow and right. your least favorite arrow I haven't seen neither of these season premieres or I mean I, I haven't started watching them back. I right. just kinda do a little recap as I always do. But right. um, I, I believe you saw Supergirl and Last. Right. So and
1: yeah, so, so far so far two episodes passed. Uh
0: don't spoil anything, please, please, No, not, please,
1: please, not really. Um Supergirl is, is exactly where I expected to be. It's doing its own thing, it's not that bad. Again, I Supergirl real duping at times, but um, the first episode is pretty good, the second episode is kinda dumb, I thought. Um but yeah, as usual, Supergirl. Yeah. Flash is for a lo- like I like the lighter tone in Flash now, but I re- a lot of people really hate. in this season, I really worry they will suffer from the fourth season curse now. Um, fourth season, Arrow sucked. Yes, for it a lot did. Of <laughs> uh, and I feel, and again, I feeling they're gonna kind of suck for the season. This season, uh, for, for Flash, we're not getting a speedster most most likely, at least hopefully, and we they have the as the main villain, which is like a great great villain for that i already hope they'll do something interesting in terms of the metals right. and make a clever storyline but i don't know where they're going and so far a lot of people kind of hating it unfortunately um yeah, I've as I a said couple of memes
0: show up online kind of criticizing the show but right. I, I just kind of scroll past those I'm a, I'm a facebook feed now you
1: know what i mean right um, um what about legends legends is pretty awesome this season actually it's, it's uh-huh. the best uh-huh. the best so far what uh about? but no, in, in case of flashes just, just to touch back Flash out two seconds uh with Flash I, again, I really hope they avoid the Smallville curse now, the fourth season you know, CW curse. And right. I I I I've more or less predicted exactly how the fourth season would be. I know I knew and there's that is an easy take. I knew um I knew that they would not go with a pizza, They know people would be kinda bored with the pizza thing by now come up with a good villain either either grud or tinker, and they went with tinker, which was which was nice and they, they just had to come up with a smart plot and i really hope they come up with a smart plot for the season without flash having to worry about stuff so we right. will see um yeah. let just tomorrow pretty goddamn awesome the story going a great going in a great direction okay uh, don't,
0: don't, don't, don't tell about what happens i right. mean i remember how the last season ended so i just want to be surprised right what it's
1: it's pretty much men in black now <laughs> Oh really? Um, but yeah, and it's but it's it's really funny, hilarious. It's really well done. Um they do a good job with the material. Like last season they did a great job of explaining why Yellow Flash was the villain and why they, were, they was doing what they're doing. This season is actually really, really smart what they're doing with the with the characters and you know, they get into the whole morality of time this time. Which yeah. I like. Yeah. Um and yeah, this season pretty awesome. the legends is the best show for me. Uh still yeah. just because they, they understand the material and they embrace the material as best as they can I think they have the smartest and most conscientious writers they have yeah. a brilliant Titanic joke in episode 2 oh my gosh, that was real hard
0: Right, and yeah. I know you haven't, um, haven't watched Arrow because you're just a hater but, yeah, um, but just seeing how season 5 ended I just can't wait to see where, you know, where this one continues from there. How, sorry, how it continues or how it steps up actually from that shocker of an of a ending from right. um, season 5 um, but in due time, I'll I'll check those out. So you know, not to worry. Right. Um. All right. So keeping with TV, we just have to talk about a couple of TV shows. So right. first, we will talk about. Oh, sorry, you will talk about *Halt and Catch Fire*, which you know yes. because I have just such a backlog of TV shows I need to catch up on. I'm yeah. getting around to seeing it. And *Mine Hunter*, which um, you saw as well, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right.
0: Right. Mean. Right. So we'll talk about *Mine Hunter* afterwards. So *Halt and Catch Fire*. Um, for those who having who, for those who aren't familiar with this show what is it about and how you know you can lead into season three and how right. great what, it was right uh, so
1: hold on catch fire is about basically in the early 80s uh three main characters two working in the industry and a, and a character who come out from college recently so this d- d- three characters is uh uh joe mcmillan played by lee pace um, Gordon Clark played by Scoot McNary who was in Black Man v Superman and that kind of <laughs> diminish him in my eyes a little bit <laughs> uh, uh, Mackenzie Davis um, played well Cameron Howe played by Mackenzie Davis she was in Blade Runner yes, uh, yes. the recent one yeah uh, and yeah um, Donna Clark played by Kerry Bishi um, other, other side characters John Buzzwood played by Toby Huss he's uh, he, well he's in the new season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine actually this I'm run- <laughs> going on where he played the warden it's right. that guy. He plays Texas Sudden guy quite well. So it's, it's a good run. Um, basically, what it's based on is just the tech boom and the IT boom of the 80s and 90s in particular. And these main characters are just on the edge and the cusp of all of these big tech changes. So it's basically everything after Microsoft Word came out and the early Windows. And then going through the new computers, the Apple II, all the big tech stuff. And then it goes to the point of the internet in the latest season. Basically, it's like Mad Men for computers, for the IT, the IT generation. Nice. That's what it is. It's, so it's, a alt, it's alt reality where these people live in a world with actual history as we understand it, and their careers going through. So they, all the uh, stuff going on with, um, with programming, video games, all the stuff with, with basically technology and the internet. And yeah, this show is really, really well done. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, season 4 now Everything well built up To season From season 3 Where Cameron and Donna Have a fallen out And they never talked Since that period And that was like Over 6 months ago Or something like that It was mm-hmm. a long time and A lot of time it's, passed
0: it's, Well this, this period Is is in the 90s right?
1: Yeah in the 90s okay, This right. is basically the, the the time when the internet Now started, started to roll about uh-huh. uh, This is before Basically well the big The big jumping point now Is um, the fight over search engines And which search engine Are going to take over the internet and uh, So you get to see new companies, all the companies fail and and survive, and characters trying their best to stay afloat, and basically how brutal the IT industry is, how Darwin is, how Darwinistic it is. You know, it's just a lot of failure, uh, a lot of a lot of trial and error, and a lot of people, you know, just you know, unfortunately, getting, getting lost in the history and the shuffle. Now, you know, the tech tech booms was all about that, and uh, you know, just, think, just try to think of how many dead search engines there were. Um, that back in the days, right? Like coasts and whatnot, right? And how so the big giants survive. And it's kind of like that. Just these kind of unsung heroes of the tech industry. And they focus on these personal beginnings and personal things. And then this season, i say, is probably one of the best character-wise. I will straight up say it. This finale is probably the best finale I've seen since Six Feet Under, in my opinion. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That, that's, uh, a, that's a
0: big deal right there, but... Yeah, yeah, because
1: this finale was just such a fantastic show in terms of character, character-building character um it was just so empathetic conscientious well thought out i thought um just really generally you know overall quite smart in terms of emotional build um the arcs the emotional arcs this season was so strong and powerful um my favorite character in the show he had a great ending to his to his arc that's joe mcmillan and to me um it was like the best like it's a perfect ending to his character and make perfect sense um yeah, and I just thoroughly enjoy this whole uh, this whole season. Um as a finale. It's not much to talk about they get into but well, they get a child, one of the, the children characters. Uh, because well those those girls are, are pretty much adults now. And well not adults, so they're like older teenagers now. And one of the characters they focus on, they, they actually get into something very important about her that she discovers about herself. That's really really important, and that that carried through the storyline. wasn't it? does not govern the storyline too much, but it made perfect sense, and you could see how easy follow up in terms of the future of what this world is now. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah, this this was just a solid show for me. Um, I
0: remind me again what shows This is FX, or so am I wrong? AMC. Oh EMC, okay. Yeah. Well, because I wonder if they might have like a like a better call so kind of spin off, you know.
1: That's the thing, it, it's possible, because it's, it's, remember, it's just about time going forward, and it, remember since it ends in the 90s, it's like, yeah, it have a lot of tech to go on in the future, now. Yeah. Um, but the problem is that that tech is so well um, dominated now in terms of the narrative, that it's kind of hard to slip in where this alternate world is, but it's fine. Once you do good acting and things, it's, it's, nobody will really care. Um, but overall, yeah, the show was just really, really well done to me. It had not to review, just all the episodes just was just link each each other quite well and, and flowed flow pretty, pretty well in my opinion. Alright, so um,
0: so the show as a whole is just fantastic. This is just one that you can totally the buy the show, on yeah. Blue cut. When yeah the yeah I totally recommend the show. Um okay, season so.
1: two is still season two and three are still my favourite season two in particular is probably my favourite still. Um, but it just totally worked in terms of the arc, why these characters work. And again because you don't have to be a big tech person to be into it. That nice. is my main point. Um, Yet yeah, it helps and you know what the what the context of certain things are Like they made the context of um, Just things happening in the 90s As usual, things happened in the 80s Movies they saw Pop culture Just stuff Time passing And uh, Yeah I just Had a I was a big big fan of this uh, right. Loved it I can't say I can't say, uh, Hated any of this It just totally worked And yeah It was solid business to me
0: Alright So you'll we'll definitely be seeing this In your top 10 best what what about, like whatever TV number it's... you have for your best TV shows of the year, this.
1: I only have like two or three, yeah.
0: Okay, I try to come up with like ten right now.
1: What, for TV shows?
0: For TV shows, I know, it's quite a lot. Uh, uh, but, but basically, like what I did last year, is just kind of ran through the ones that, that stood right. out. So it wasn't like an exact list as the, you know, the, the albums and the movies and stuff. It's just right. TV shows that stood out to me, I just right. kind of just ran through them.
1: Yeah, as I say, yeah, just, you know, just I, I, I enjoy, yeah, I, I'll say, as again, not, six, not since Six Feet Under, I've enjoyed a show and a finale this much. Um, Very thoughtful, empathetic, conscientious, simply brilliant and beautiful in his writing and characterization overall. Uh, right. well, I, uh, I
0: have a feeling that I'm really going to enjoy this
1: show. I'm not sure, but I don't know, because it's a, it's a nerd show. So, I'm not sure exactly, but I, I enjoyed uh, it.
0: And you see, it, I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> you might. I, we don't ah, know. But this good, um, this good, this the,
1: the emotion after the season was powerful for me. And I'll say, the, the, well, uh, yeah, and I'll say a bit biased because he they do a, a relationship in the show that yeah, um, totally hit home for me um, with, with two characters. And I was like, yeah, this makes real good sense. And it, you know, I totally understand where it's coming from because I went through something like that. Um, right. So it was like, it worked. Okay. Totally
0: worked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so rating wise so you want to give it a rating
1: <laughs> yeah I'm going to have to give this a rating Yeah, I'm going to be giving it like from something along the lines of a 9.5 out of 10 Woo! Um, Are we talking about? Personally, yeah. um, tot- a lot of it totally worked um, for me personally again probably bias if I could if I had to get all objective about it I will probably might give it a lower score I'm sure but I have to review the whole series as a whole to give it a proper score if anything uh, but for me it just totally worked enjoyed it Ca- character arcs worked liked it and yeah that was, that was it for me
0: Alright, okay So, yeah. um, moving along now We're going to talk about um, Netflix's Mindhunter Which was right. You know, it's, it's just one of those shows That for me, you know Like, people um, They weren't really talking about it On Facebook that much But like, um, Wooda outner basically Like, right. a, a couple of friends of mine Actually was talking about How how great the show was And, you know, how it's one of those shows That you just so focused on You just can't wait to see The next episode, you know yeah, That kind of thing, but I w- when I when I went to this um, this show, I honestly had no idea what this thing was going to be about. Um, all I knew it w- um, was that it was directed. or well, at least some of the episodes were directed by David yeah. Fincher, and just because and he, of I the name I, alone, I was instantly I was instantly ticket of two of his most famous movies. The first being Seven, which is one of his greatest um, right. movies to date. And one of his most underrated films today, Zodiac. Zodiac, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, yeah, is it's so it's goddamn underrated though.
1: It's pretty much a lot of that. So what they do with it is it's the they do a Okay. It's a re, it's a somewhat hyper realistic approach to telling the history of serial killers.
0: Yeah. So and even right not, down to the phrase serial killer. Right. Like i but didn't even though it was leading up to oh this is where it came from All right. Right. All right but cool. so it's
1: not so it's not realistic it doesn't feel realistic a lot of the dialogue feels strange right i remember when it started i was kind of heat in the dialogue and i was like oh no it's it's stalking dialogue that's what okay, it is
0: okay to, to me it, can, very... it kind of came off like like you know honestly you know you may laugh but honestly i was wondering is this based on a true story somewhat or is this right. based on the account of uh someone in the FBI and his yeah, experiences but it's,
1: it's, based, oh. it's based on a it's based on a book eh? yeah I, I, I
0: um, know yeah um, it, the it is Wild well, Mindhunter that's the name of the book it's right inside it's based the on FBI's the book. elite serial crime
1: unit right um, but the, the thing with it is that it's the problem the, the thing with this is that because they're doing it I, I think i seen it because a lot of people complain about the dialogue and the acting but it really feels like a kind of like it, it you see how when they they started acting in the beginning, it felt like how remember when remember when in Gone Girl the beginning or and Pike had this kinda of weird approach to things. Yes. you wonder wondering what the fuck going on. Yeah. Because at first you're thinking it's bad acting, right? And you're like, no, it's characters you're not sure if they're kinda of sociopathic or what going on. Yeah. It yeah. has a socking it has a very soaking style dialogue. And because everything is uh, it's it comes across a kind of gumshoe old detective deconstruction yes. instead of actually being realistic. Yeah. And once you see it like that, then it makes sense and sort of flow and work better um, for me. The right. first episode I didn't really care for, and then it started to pick up for me. And then when they introduce our character, which I really liked, <laughs> um, when they introduced him, uh, that is when it really got good for me, in terms of the dialogue and, and the flow of the story and then and all of these things. All right. Uh, you,
0: you're not referring to... Well, all right. just this, this kind of run through the, the, the premise quick and then jump into the here, yeah. who it is really referring to, right? So yeah. um, it's set in um, 1977. Yeah. this is around the time, you know, right after this is long after you, the whole Manson murders and you know all that stuff Oh uh, yeah, so, Son, yeah, Son of yeah. Sam and all that kind of stuff, so people yeah. are aware that yes, there are people out there that are well, psych, uh, psychotic people who yeah. just, you know, do all these you know, graphic heinous crimes and stuff and the Lee character's name is Holden Ford, at least Leo's taking hold the fort, you know, at, I don't know why well, is this it, something well, with those it, names, it's kind of like hinting yeah, at did. some phrase, some old phrase or something because we yeah, have he... um, another guy called Bill Tench. so it's like yeah. Bill Trench, you know, some way like
1: that. He... Oh, oh, that's where he's going, When I saw Holden, first thing, get the two cars now, because oh, it's about right. a car called Holden and then Will Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
0: Right. So that guy, he's, he's played by Jonathan Groff. He yeah. is a, actually a young idealistic agent in the FBI, right? Yeah. Um, and what he does, he he, he studies these cases, right? He, you know, he he lectures. Um, he, he actually lectures other agents on the whole the, yes the whole issue of you know um psychotics and basically what yeah. goes on their head but you know at first it starts off as how to deal with them if you're caught in a situation if you have to arrest them if they have somebody uh, if they t- if they have somebody um, hus- um taken hostage right, how yeah, do yeah. you react in these situations then? so it starts off at um like that at first
1: but yeah, because but it's, yeah, yeah, the opening is this brutal scene they do. Yeah, well, at least you yeah. how it ends, though. It's yeah, and it's
0: just done in one take. I was like, wow, they actually pulled it yeah. off. cheese. But yeah. anyway, um, but he becomes more and more fascinated with just the, the mind process of right. a psycho, you know? So um, he he teams up with a, a special angel by the name of um, Bill Tench. Actually, one of my favorite characters in this um, series here.
1: Yeah, I, I liked him a lot as well.
0: Yeah, he's the more experience. Well, you know, in these type of shows, these kind of body cop shows, you always yeah. have to have the 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 cynical character. Right? Sure, yeah. The, yeah, the one who always kind of doubts like, you know, you know he's lying to you, you know, you know, you shouldn't trust right. him. You know, he's that type of person, right? So while they're going along, you know, doing all these different lectures all across the um all across the United States, they actually visit different prisons and interview other well sorry random serial killers like really famous serial killers and this is one thing i really love about the about this show here is that they don't show you the crimes themselves but when the when the killers themselves explain in detail what not just the crimes that they did but what led them to do it it is so graphic it gets under your skin really quickly you know so it's not so it's more like tell don't show and when they do show you it's mostly done by photographs and I love the way how the editing works here, that they'll show you this very, very, very graphic photo. And it'll just be there, be, it'll be on screen for like about two seconds. Uh, one scene involving a woman being amputated. I'm not going to see what right. happens here, but it was like really, really, really fucked up. That's all I'll see here. Yeah, yeah. But while all this is going on, um, they happen to run into different crimes or different... Um, yeah, different crimes that are linked to, you know, possible serial killers. And they try to solve it as best as they can, whilst not getting on the FBI's wrong side, because, you know, the FBI kind of just, just allowing them to do it, but they don't want their, their name to be desecrated, you know, or exposed, or certain things that they're doing, or what, they, what they're what they studying, or whatever, or just facts that they know being exposed or being revealed to the public. Um, and while all that is going on now, um, we have... Uh, well, they actually have an assistant. Her name is Wendy Carr, who is played by none other than Anna Torv, who I haven't seen since Fringe Ended years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, she's a psychologist. Uh, she works at this university. And she's also fascinated by, by, by you know, the idea of psychosis and stuff. And she kind of just kind of willingly joins the group and helps them out uh, whichever way she can. But she also is dealing with... Um, with well, overall, the, the whole series deals with duality but she's dealing with a issue of duality um herself but i'm not going to see what it is but in terms of duality um well this is one thing that at first i was like all right i don't know if i'm feeling this but okay i hope it leads to something i hope it comes to some kind of ultimatum at the end unfortunately it did kind of right um is his relationship with a young woman by the name of um debbie who's played by hannah cross um she is this post-grad student over at this sound university she's fascinated by him by day one you know they, they, she could tell that she really does um she is passionate about this um about this man even right. though he can be a tad bit obsessive in terms of this whole serial killer stuff and then eventually his work kind of bleeds out into his personal life you know um there are moments where he is rather cautious and rather inquisitive about you know what's going on with his girlfriend you know and just the way how the whole thing about duality and just these individuals who appear normal but they have these dark deep-rooted you know aspects about them right. and you know it just kind of spills out into his life but not really spills out but it's just really more subtle in the way how his life is affected just by meeting these these killers and understanding what goes on in their head and that's all i'll say about um uh, mindhunter so right. um Review wise, first of all, this is David Fincher. So if you guys have seen any film from David Fincher, or if you've seen House of Cards, which um, he is involved in, I mean, it's not like he directs all the episodes, but he is involved in. Yeah, cinematography wise, this movie is uh, sorry, this series is gorgeous. There's some gorgeous, great-looking shots here. Um, I love the the '70s aesthetic of it. I love yeah. that they don't stop the film to tell you, oh, it's 1977 or it's 1978. You know it. You, you they have to the, kind of yeah. it out. Yeah.
1: Although they had the a big location, things which I hated.
0: Yeah, so they would be those scenes those. where they have these big these big words we'll, like right yeah, in front of you. I hated that. Yeah. um, It didn't bother me that much. Like at first, when, when I saw the first episode, I was like, whoa, okay, okay. Yeah. Dial it back a little bit. Dial it back. But um, they did it some more, but what what I really like though is like, for example, when they introduced Sam, um, the FBI headquarters in Quantico. Boom. Right. right fbi headquarters quantico right cool so i like the fact that when they show that same shot again in a subsequent episode they didn't have to remind you quantico you know what i mean i'm glad oh I yeah didn't do that. Well, the that's, only
1: time they, they, they keep repeating it was with a character they didn't really address but they might address him for season two which is yeah that, that's, that's yeah. one
0: of my gripes but i'll get to that in a bit um right also too i thought that the the, the acting was, was was sound throughout um yeah the dialogue Took a while for me to get into because right I was as I said a well you, right so the you e, neo noir kind of oh well, right. it's the seventies so we have to kind of you know it's like because you know while I was watching this thing I was wondering okay is this based on a true story or not but why is the dialogue feeling like okay but, this is some neo noir kind of right
1: that you know. is what that is what I was that is what I think they were trying to go for is that well it's a kind of gumshoe approach to the aesthetic of you know the detective story you know um, but done in a borderline realistic way as I say it's, it's, it feels hyper realistic um, yeah you're, the only you're right I,
2: actually
1: the only, the only actor I didn't like was Hannah Gross's actor. She everybody else was fine except for her the starts it was
0: her dialogue though the way right. she delivered so dry it's something right it's so a lot of it really in a work, way yeah. I, I don't know something
1: um, Holden hold Ford I didn't like some of his dialogue as well but then when he explain, when you kind of learn about his character and why he easy way he is um, then it's like, oh, okay, I kinda get why he is the way he is. Really, he's yeah. really naive and he really goddamn arrogant and he's straight up unlikable at times.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that that is true. I mean, I, I, I like the fact that he's so eager and he wants to do things and learn things. He's so inclusive, nah, but at times so it's point, like, alright, dude, just, you, you, you're being kind of a dick here. Just, just take know, it easy. Coming on
1: to the end, he's, he's kind of pissing off. <laughs> uh, but oh, anyway, yes,
0: with 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 regards to a particular killer, we wouldn't right. see what happens here. Yeah, no, um, right.
1: Then right, the character I enjoyed was that. Well, that character, Edward Kemper, um, loved him, right? Yes, did, yes, did, yes. yes. He him. I thought he was great.
0: He had uh, some 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 moments though That 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 I won't say gamer goose goosebumps though, but
1: right, no, but well, he
0: made my skin crawl. boy.
1: no, but his character really worked because what it did with this character, especially they did, they got into the aspect of because one of the big things is how a lot of like gender. Um, deconstruction and, and commentary in this. Yes. Um, so the, the character, uh, what's her name? Um, Anna Tobs character, Wendy Carr. uh well, you learn something about her, but the, it, they get into the clash of cultures in the United States. Yes. Especially in the context of and why this whole thing works quite well, because everything is done in the context of second wave feminism. Right. Right? And they do that quite well, um, especially with the main character. You have characters not knowing what's going on. Um, they talk. They talk a lot about Basically, the idea of male psychopathy being almost entirely a male thing. Yeah. Psychopathy in this form is almost entirely a male thing. All the characters is, is some kind of um, insecurity about their sexuality in some way.
0: Yeah, right? there's even a part where, where Holder himself mentions, well, back in the days, the FBI didn't even allow women, or, you know, women weren't right, even right, supposed right. to hear certain words, you know, when right. they're exactly. they, uh, they interrogating they, they Right,
1: they do that really well. And then many of the cases occurring in the, the very conservative parts of the country. Yes. That also worked and makes sense. But it gets into the idea of just um, just the idea of, uh, well, the, the, what's her, Wendy Carr's character, where she from, that is, that is Boston, which is like really liberal left place. And it being so distant from where she have to go, right? And her being kind of out of her element. Then other people, because of the brutal nature of the crimes, that is totally a big shock to them as well. Yeah the level of violence and then again then they get into the psychology of most of the men a lot of the, the conversations almost all of it is male insecurity yeah it, it, it's it involves involve some
0: woman somehow whether right wrong
1: satisfy or them or wrong. being raised
0: bad or whatever it is always right. centered on women somehow
1: yeah, yeah. and they do focus on that quite well i thought and it yeah. that's why this a lot of this worked for me
0: right and, and one thing i really like doing the subject of that the the, the show itself also kind of makes a question. You know like how seemingly innocent we all have we all are right but you know but we have this dark side about us but what if right. that dark side comes out what happens right. and there's all these different ways that it comes out like one 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 issue in particular involves a a certain of a school you know yeah that was brutal that's the way how the spin it was like yeah Maybe innocent. Well it's innocent to him, but everybody else is right. just creepy. But that's the consequences of that though was yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was rough.
1: Yeah. yeah. And right, and they got get that's when a way you should trust how you should trust people with you know the nature of violence. They make reference to um the aspect of dog day afternoon. Which i yes, like yes 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 i love that guess, well, oh,
0: actually watching the movie rewinding certain scenes yeah. and talk about okay what did they do wrong here in this scene blah right. blah blah right you know and,
1: well, even though using movies as a context for the because given the real real science obviously never match up with the movies but they do that really really cleverly yes. you know it's it's the idea of stories within reality within stories within reality and perception being feeding into the real world but as the whole point of psychology too is that why psychological experiments so difficult to do is because perception undermines the experiment in itself. Right? right? If a person be known they tested, it undermines the results. Shit like that. Yeah. And they do a good job with that in this as well. Um, right. just the idea of in a sense, how to you know, the corrupting factor of things. Um, especially well Hodenfold's character, especially coming down to the end where he, he think he could be on the edge and then you really get to see, you know, the face of darkness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And then uh, the result of that though is like yeah. Yeah, he, he, he kind of looked for that though at the very Retire. end of like, yeah, thought it could go that far? No, 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 right, no, no, right.
2: no, no,
1: no, Yeah, no. and they, um, make, they make it work. They make yeah. it work for the most part. And then they do a little... Now, clearly, the way this setup is like, well, a season two clearly coming. Because it, it come yeah, across as a little fangish. Right. And, and they had a bunch of, like, ending... Like they had a bunch of character things that they just, Um, I don't think there's a big spoiler, but... uh, little, car- little side character things that had no like, didn't go Resolution anywhere.
0: just kind of just stops. Like, really.
1: also, a, a simple example is when she's feeding the cat, um, thing, and then did, when she went for the food, they started to set her ants in it. Yeah. So it's like, the cat dead, the ain't going on, but why even go there with that? Exactly, like that. yeah.
0: Um, um, but on the subject of that, though, um, this is one of, one of, one of, one major gripe of, of the show is that they, they, they set up a character, this eat EDT, um, guy. Yeah. Um, serviceman, I think that's what he's calling the credits. He, right, has, okay. he, has, no, he has no name. He just... Okay, he, I don't he know he his is name. He the guy who here. works at ADT, right? Right. And they were setting up like, okay, maybe he's going to do some crime or commit a murder. Right. But then it just kind of ends where maybe he's about to do it or maybe he changes his mind. It's just about to be able to decide. But, you know, it's, it's easy for us to assume, okay, in season two, maybe... Holden and Bill are gonna face this guy. This guy, right? Yeah, exactly. But still, why tease us with this when you right. have all these other things going on? I felt that they could have did, Handled yeah. that a lot better.
1: That didn't, that didn't go anywhere, I thought. Yeah. And but the thing is, it, it's implied that he already did the crime. There the implication right, 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 right.
0: Especially because you saw show, yeah. you
1: saw him doing something with yeah. Baldwin, some drawings, and it's like okay, something happened here, and it ended right there, and I was like, all right. Yeah, see- clearly season two coming hopefully. Yeah, um, also uh, too
0: well. Just on the positive side, um, the musical choices though, I, I thought were great. excellent though. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of top forty hits. Not yeah. too much though. This is not decent, um, and confused here. It's not like a whole soundtrack of like the best hits. But you do get these like songs like, although they just had to train at afternoon delight, right? yeah <laughs> like i don't know like every 70s show that i see i think even right down to the nice guys always have to throw afternoon delight i, I can't remember uh, if Arrested, that song was there Arrested Development, Joe. That's yes. a Development, yes, of yes 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 classic <laughs> example but it's yes. like all right we just had a hard ass song that people always remember from the 70s let's throw like, that in um but,
2: also, but, but, the
1: in think, the context of this in the context of the series have a really dark spin to it now
2: yes because <laughs> no, if you yes, know what no.
1: afternoon delight is about then you realize, ooh, in this context is like, all oh, right, that's kinda creepy though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and well that's well the major gripe though is what you do with that with that EDT guy. But minor gripe though, and I'll say this just for people going into this thing, expecting just based off of the intro to the first episode. Um, this is mainly a drama. This is mainly like a police procedural yeah. drama. But, you know, this is not like, you know, You're going to expect some level of violence or action This is one where you have to kind of Focus and concentrate on what's going on And for some people You might find that to be uh, You might find that to be tedious You might find this thing to be boring or whatnot You know, but Because I was just so intrigued by you know just them going deep into the mind of this of killers in general and trying to figure out oh is it is this a pattern is this some kind of formula that we could you know figure out i don't know but you know i i just find i just found myself rather intrigued by it you know um it feels more zodiac than seven where you you have characters trying to solve crimes and most times they do but most times they don't or they think they solve the case but it Kind of doesn't it doesn't really solve exactly you know it has that kind of feeling that was one thing that people didn't like about Zodiac is that for its close to three hour runtime, they didn't really catch a killer, did they? You know, but still, just the, the whole just the characterization and just how these policemen, well, in this case FBI agents, really try to figure out what went, what's what, you know, just what 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 makes these killers tick. Though. I I thought yeah. made for a very intriguing film, not so much a show that I would go back to in, in a hurry, but it was intriguing. It did keep me, you know, focused for the majority of its, um, for its 10-episode, you know, ru- uh, run time.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: this largely, I would have preferred to have that guy's arc sort itself out. Like, to me, they could have do the whole thing with, with um, his gotcha, name named Kemper, I think. Yeah, yeah. Kemper, they could have wrapped up pretty fast and then deal with the guy in the last couple of episodes. I don't know. I, I don't know. But yeah, this was solid business for me overall, though um once i once i got what he was going to do with the dialogue it's like okay it's Fincher and the dialogue is i don't think sorkin wrote the dialogue but it's the template sorkin style template Mm -hmm. i want you to look for it It's fine the dialogue is fine the acting is fine it works yeah um they do decent character work in my opinion um everybody everybody i liked almost everyone i don't think another character i didn't like everybody worked i thought and then they do the whole internal affairs stuff which worked as well yeah um yeah, overall I, I get it So I do with my ratings. I'll give it like a good Seven and a half out of ten Maybe eight right. out of ten that, that, That's I,
0: fair, okay And again,
1: it should get Honorable mention I think at the end of the year Yeah, yeah Yeah, um, not um, my best it, it, I've seen I've seen it before And somehow it felt A little on the dated end um, But it fit with the, the old 70s aesthetic anyway Right uh, Because everything was uh, Because everything was so Again, I, I call it hyper-realistic Because it's not realistic Clearly Yeah, but, but it's it kind of
0: feels real In a way
1: Right, but it's done right, but it's done in such a way that it feels like the movies of the time, yes. but explaining the real aspects of that history, yeah. of how real real crimes. Were. Uh, I thought they would have made, I thought we'd have gotten to see uh, Charles Manson, <laughs> but we didn't. Oh, you
2: know,
0: that, would, that would have been interesting too, if we got to yeah. see him. Um, yeah. For me, I will give this a light four to five stars. Um, yeah. I take it deserves the praise it's gotten. Um, yeah. I know some people are gonna hype this thing up, but I don't take it deserves words, right. that much. I've, I've,
1: I've seen a handful of people really hype it and I was like well yeah. I get why you would like it but I've seen people really dog on it for the for the dialogue they said the acting is bad and I was like no you're, you're kind of not seeing it properly no. exactly. because you can see the acting is bad I don't think the acting was necessarily bad let's yeah. um, think, think of how off of when Pike was in the beginning of Go and, of, of
0: go and Kill, yeah. And think of that
1: I remember I thought that was bad too and then oh shit the, the context of that behavior made perfect sense later on yeah. yeah
0: exactly Um, and I imagine people will go into this thing just offer the, the title alone and like, expecting like Hannibal again, you know what I mean? So right. kind of psychological horror or thriller, but it's not. It's uh, more drama than crime drama, if you will. But right. it still has so much to say about the dark side of, of humanity. Just the duality in all of us, too. And just really how it pairs into the minds of these killers, you know? Uh, yeah. You're not supposed to sympathize with them um, But at the same time, you do, you do feel kind of scared... Or kind of freaked out by what you hear from these guys but yep. you do understand that it's something deep-rooted something that was developed over time though and you know it kind of makes you wonder you know is there some kind of darkness inside of me that could come out and you know right. manifest itself in, in in crazy ways too you know so I, I like that the, 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 that this series had me thinking like that Um, I wish we could have gotten a little bit more of you know that side character like I said like you know them actually yeah. using what they learned although they do eh, they do apply what they learned to uh, you know they they do apply it um, in the particular cases that they are involved in but I just wish that we could have gotten a more satisfying conclusion with the end I mean we do see a character arc play out to a a specific point point. Right. I kind of saw it coming but you know I wish that we could have gotten it just really gotten something a little bit more solid in the end but overall this is still a, a, a decent enough series yeah, I, I do see this as an honourable mention as well, too. It's not going to be in my, in my, in my favourites for the year, but this is definitely one they should check out, though. Um, so, you know, if, it, if you have no problem using your brain for, you know, the majority of ten episodes, then, yeah, give this one a look. Right. All right, and now we're going to get to an album review. So... Around the time when Eminem dropped that freestyle at the BT Hip Hop Awards right. and everybody just went shit because he was like, we fucking hate Trump and, ah, and all that kind of stuff.
2: Right.
0: One of the most iconic rap groups of all time actually brought out an album. Well, actually a few yeah. days after since that uh, since that, that freestyle came out. But just quick little detour um, on the subject of that of that freestyle because we did not really talk about it because you know we were supposed to be talking about whatnot but we just didn't get around it. What were your thoughts on that on that freestyle? Were you impressed by yeah. it or was just like uh eh, yeah. that's that's there's been Eminem. Yeah yeah I didn't
2: really care about
1: it either way. Um people make noise it. it was kinda funny, it was kinda clever eh. yeah. do, do, do you like
0: four line get, get Right. It, yeah.
1: had yeah. it had moments. It had but then uh, overall it was forgettable for me.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I just want to hear like a like a uncut version of this I just hate the fact that we we get censored, though. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, but it's just that it just sparks so much conversation, you know, amongst people, and you know, people say, you know, you're like forty three years old, man. You're not supposed to be talking about those things, man. You washed up, man. And it
1: well, it's only well, and, and usually it's only idiots on the internet that to respond to it. we mm-hmm. way. like, so all these conservatives jump on it, yeah, in and it's oh, all yeah,
0: insulting. Way white people when you say Right when he was mimicking dumb. the rednecks is like, no, that's not the point, dumbass. Whatever. whatever.
1: <laughs> it was it was kinda of too dumb for me to care. The actual freestyle itself was fine, whatever. I yeah. I just couldn't get myself wrapped up into this one.
0: Yeah. Frank. Right. So while all that was going on, well actually a couple days after that 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 freestyle um aired on television and then came out on um on YouTube and was number one on trending, which is like a big plus for BT. They must feel so happy for that. Uh, the Wu Tang Clan came up with it came out sorry with their latest album called "The Saga Continues." Yeah. Now, for those who don't know, I am a huge fan of the Wu Tang Clan. Um, I still think that their debut album, "Enter the Wu Tang," 36 chambers, which by the way came out the same day as my all-time favorite album, "Tribe Called Quests," "Midnight Marauders." Uh, I think
2: both.
0: I think both actually. uh you know. Actually, right actually Min uh, Marauder Sorry, is like my first like number one best album of all time but entity turn to the six chambers is like number two for me Right. Yeah. like I just absolutely love this album though and I mean I was familiar with the group uh for a while though but it's just that I never really listened to a full project from them until yeah. I listened to this album and I loved everything about it I loved the the um the I love the use of you know samples from kung fu movies specifically yeah. specifically sorry the one they use for uh, from sorry Shaolin versus Wu Tang, yeah. which if you haven't seen it you need to see it it's a classic. Um, yeah. Also to the rhyming from all the MCs whether it's Ghostface Killer Old Dirty Bastard uh, Rickon RZA Inspector Deck You God just uh, you know those those pe- individuals even master killer who is like um the one rapper that people you know the one member of the group that people tend to underrate even though i think that he's a you know a, a decent mc and then of course there was you god who a lot of people um call the um the pras you know pras from fujis yeah, you yeah. Know, he, he he's the pras of that group that he's that one yeah. guy's like uh oh, why are you on that track you suck
1: <laughs> <laughs> how about you got out <coughs>
0: No, I don't know. It's just some mother's voice, though. Like I would say, he's he stands out a lot, but I think he does his job well. I mean, I don't yeah, exactly. Know, yeah, you know what I mean. And
1: he's not it, math. He's yeah. not math, but <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, right. So I love that. Um, of course, there were some great tracks from it. Of course, "Scream," which is like their their signature yeah, song. Cashews, everything around me. Classic, <laughs> yeah. everything about it's just genius. Um, You know rizzer's production on this was just on point everything about it worked um and then over the years you know uh, what i loved about this group is that even their solo albums were great as well um preferably like my personal favorites were like jizz's liquid swords which came out in 95 um although i'm not the hugest fan of odb's debut album um return 36 chambers the dirty version I still to listen to the album every once in a while. It's crazy, it's fun, it's ODB, right? Rest in peace, o- ODB. Yeah. Um, Ghostface uh, Ghost Killers, Supreme Clientele, uh, which he brought out in 2000 or 2001, I think it is. I love that album as well, too. Um, Method Man's Takal, his debut album. Love that yes. as well. And, you know, just a majority of them just brought out great albums. Of course, who could forget ones Only Built, Only Built for Cuban Links, which yeah. pretty much started the whole Mafioso um, rap jam subgenre which Nas and Jay-Z more or less followed on with their, with their albums as well and you know and of course another amazing thing about the Wu-Tang Clan were their affiliates you know they they were rappers that they knew and they used to call them Wu affiliates so there was like Shaheen, there was killer Priest, there was silver rings there was all these people oh yes there was capadonna as well who some people thought was part of the group but he wasn't really you know it was just all these people and they were all centered around the east coast yeah so it was like this big family that just got bigger and bigger and bigger because of the wu-tang's influences and then you know in the late 90s into early 2000s who would have thought that they'd actually brown their own you know um their own clothing line you know where you know um they they had video games <laughs> like i I've, I've actually never played that um what was that wu-tang game i, I can't remember the name of it but there's it a fighting game involving the wu-tang members i remember that
1: only the wu-tang members or just uh, just all the rappers
0: well, the rappers, well, what when, when you say? So, it had, um... I know oh, there was Def Jam you know? Vendetta. I remember Dem- that Right, game. the Def
1: right. Jam, right, the Jeff Jam fran- fighting franchise. Right, but there was like one a couple before of them. that.
0: There was one before that, which was just Wu-Tang members in this fighting game. I can't remember what it is. Uh,
1: yeah, I, it's yeah. slipping my mind right now.
0: Yeah. And I think course, I know what you are talking about. Yeah. That was around in the late 90s or they're about, though. And, okay. of course, they had, you know, great hits like Cream that we mentioned before, yeah. Ice Cream... But, uh, um, <laughs> gravel pit, <laughs> which was which some people would see, kind of doesn't work, doesn't hold up at all. It's probably one of those those videos that they kind of embarrassed by. Although I still no, love it. No, the video,
1: I, the video, dumb, eh? the video is it's dumb. The video is dumb. But I, 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 I Flintstones the different
0: stones, yeah. The different stones, I think, was real dumb. But yeah, when the ninjas show up, I was nice, like, nice okay. I love what this. Can I'm do, loving this. I'm loving yeah, this. Yeah, nice
1: the thing because to me, what I should have done is just have it be. Uh, ancient Japanese ninja fortress or whatever it is. Like, what's the Flintstones thing about? I know, (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) But just when Pukim, Woodbine and those ninjas come out, I was like, I am loving everything. I love this. For the fight choreography, everything works. It was hard, Yeah, It it was was hard, hard. oh my god. And Um, then, well,
1: eventually, eventually, went on to to, with his ninja thing with (laughs) G.I. Joe. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) He's like
0: this blind... Oh, <laughs> this blind master all of a sudden. That, that in the mountains.
1: I remember, I remember seeing that in, in theaters. And that that, that, real was, crack funny. that was funny. I catch him off guard, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that was around the time when Mamadi and the Iron first came out, which he also right. was in. Right,
2: right, right. It's yeah. a little before. Yeah.
0: So yes, Rizzo loves his Kung Fu movies. And not just the... But really, what he loves about those movies is the idea of brotherhood. Um, yeah. It's the idea that they are family, they are brothers, right? Even though they do fall out, like in you know, um, on record and on off record, they, they did fall out and stuff. But they always kind of maintain that that bond together. And also because of their their styles, their flows, so it's almost like each guy had a as a specific martial arts style. But in this case, it was something lyrical about them. So. ODB was like the drunken master He was just that guy who would just Literally sound like he was drunk and he was rapping Ghostface yeah. Killer had this kind of stream of consciousness style He always was kind of animated He always had this kind of high-pitched voice Rayquan just had this kind of grimy Sort of drug dealer stories you know, that he always had Um Jizzo, who we used to call the genius He was just like that kind of self-aware guy That just know everything about the streets Know everything about how it works and everything I love that And Riza is like the master He's just the guy, the guru Who just kind of puts everything together You know, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, these guys could have done no wrong But, you know, after you know, In the, in the 2000s, their popularity Kind of waned out, you know, people kind of forgot About them, and this was like our only time When Southern Hip Hop kind of dominated the whole Scene, you know, the whole hip hop scene Yeah um, And then, I don't want to say that the group kind of split off But they kind of went on to do their own Things, right? There wasn't a solo album From them since, I think it was like about 2002 when Iron Flag Came out um, yeah. Right, so um, there were some solid albums that came out during that period. For one thing, Raek One came back in 2009 with a sequel to Only Built uh, for Cuban Links, which was my favorite album of 2009. Uh, Ghostface Killer um, teamed up with uh, producer Adrian Young. He was the guy who did the music for Black Dynamite. And if you remember that music, it was more like a black exploitation kind of thing. So. Yeah he did this more kind of 60s italian guy thing with um his album 12 reasons to die which was my favorite um, album of 2013 i believe it came out and then there was a sequel that came out two years after so it's like a concept album where ghostface was imagining himself as this um drug dealer that worked for this um italian mafia group the italian mafia group betrayed him killed him and spread his ashes out into 12 records and then when you play all 12 records at the same time his spirit comes out and he just basically wipes out everybody in that family so it's like this is like grim crime drama horror stuff but i thought it worked but in on the subject of ghostface killer i felt that he was the most consistent he was the guy who was just keep putting out you know album after album after album even though you might hear about them or they might chat or you might see a video for them he was just the most consistent out of all the members um ODB unfortunately passed away In the 2000s Yeah Um. You know So yeah So you know With ODB's passing You know um, The Wu-Tang members Basically just You know Did their own thing But you know It was always about repping the Wu and stuff Aris in particular yeah. Because he You know Because He was so into You know Scoring films Which he started off with With Ghost Dog The Way of the Samurai Which is one of my All time favorite movies <laughs> And guys If You've seen that movie, please listen to Jesus, Liquid Swords, and then go back to that movie. It yeah. feels so similar. It's like, I, I call Ghost Dog Liquid swords movie. It's like, literally yeah. everything that, what Ghost Dog is about, like, this guy who is, like, on the shady side of things but he had this kind of samurai coat in him. He believed he was a samurai and stuff. That's to me, is like, what Liquid Swords is about. Like, that movie kind embodies what Jesus' album is about. But anyway, so... You know, Rizzo was doing his, you know, his film, um, his film score and stuff. He worked on Kill Bill. He even did some acting with, you know, the Iron and Fists and stuff. Which, I mean, that I means a throwaway movie, but I up, applaud the effort. And he did pull out a sequel, which was all right. Better um, Man, of course, united with Redman, brought out one of my favorite albums as well, Blackout. I love, love this album was so just yeah. them at the a game i absolutely love this of course Method man you know did his acting thing with Redman. of course with how high he acted in other shows as well yeah and you know just basically in a nutshell everybody just kind of went off and do their thing um did their own thing so it wasn't until i believe it was 2012 or 2013 i can't remember where they decided to come back for one last ch- for one last hurrah with a better tomorrow and as a wu-tang fan and as a hip-hop head I kind of hated this album I I, I thought yeah. it sucked And like I, I understood what they were trying to do I got the approach It's like okay This is the 2010s We're not, we're not in we 20s anymore we, We're veterans, we're old So we kind of want to come off like Alright we're the elders And we're telling you, you kids out there You know um, don't do this. Don't do that. You know, treat your pe- um, treat your Joe, friends better. You Joe know, Bud. <laughs> Yeah, that that kind of approach, basically. Now. So yeah. they came off more like, like this was not the the, the the raw and raucous, you know, group that I knew that I you know that that more or less dominated the East Coast hip hop scene in the nineties. They they just kind of got old, basically, and you, you could hear it in the music now, like. The last track of this album is called Family Union, uh, Reunion. And yeah. use uses this old 70s song there. This F- a family reunion thing. Like, this is a group that was singing Wu-Tang Clan None the fuck with. And now they're doing this whole happy, oh, we're all reunited, guys. And yeah, family reunion, man. It's going to be all happy, man. Like, it just did not feel like a Wu-Tang album at all it felt like RZA was just doing so much of you know movie scores that he just wanted to do a score of his own I just wanted this thing to end on the cinematic note but I was like it just doesn't feel like the Wu-Tang it doesn't feel like their sound their style it just didn't work and I was I was really disappointed by this one I was telling myself wait this is really the end mate this is the end mate nah
2: yeah
1: yeah, and yeah, then, I was, yeah, I was thinking
0: of that. I was like, yeah, wow, brutal. Yeah. And then something interesting happened, though, which caught me completely off guard. Once Upon a Time in Shaolin happened, yeah. which was a double album that they brought out. It was one of those kind of, like, we would only bring out one copy, and we would sell it for, like, it would be, like, so expensive, we would sell it for, like, a pound and a crown, you know, and only... Well, the highest bidder would get to own this album and own it and more likely that that person would even you know <laughs> rip it and put it out in a torrent for us people to to, to, to consume and the person who ended up buying this album was oh, um
1: yeah yeah martin screlly yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: famously bought this album right I think he leaked parts of it said he, was prom- he, he promised to do it At that point in time Yeah he was playing until, Some of it on a
1: stream yeah. Or a stream I think
0: Yeah Yeah So I mean I, I forgot about that entirely I thought that was like Real disappointing Like Okay Um I don't know If the point of it was Is that you want your legacy To hold up even when the world pretty much comes to an end Because I think that the album Won't be heard until like the year 21 Something It's some kind of madness like that But yeah What, what was the point of that? I don't, I don't know And then because of the whole controversy with him With Martin in the first place is kind of like Yeah, kind of right. shady um, Yeah, it t- attained yeah,
1: the whole thing yeah.
0: yeah, and you know even certain members Of the, Wu- of, of the, of the Wu-Tang Clan themselves Like Meta Man were kind of pissed off by that By, by you know, Rizzo's decision To actually do this thing there, you know what I mean but, you know, all that kind of just blew over. People kind of forgot about it and people kind of write off the Wu-Tang. But then, you know, with last year, with how Tribe Called Quest came back, you know, miraculously to deliver their final album. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. Which I absolutely love. Is actually my favorite album of 2016. You know, it's like, alright, if a group like this who started off in the 90s, well, actually late 80s, I should say, could end things off on a high note and still be true to their sound, even in 2016. Why did Wu couldn't do that back in 2014? W- what was wrong, you know what I
2: mean? Yeah.
0: But fortunately, we got the saga continues. And at this point, right off the bat, this is a return to form in terms of their sound, in terms of their style. But um, I can't see, like, I don't know for sure if this is their farewell album. I kind of doubt it. Because, because, well, I should say Because these artists are used to putting out albums anyway, you know Look, well, for example, Rayquan brought, brought out an album this year The Wild, which is actually pretty good Master Killer actually brought out an album this year called Loyalty is Royalty, which is actually pretty decent as well And, yeah. Met and Man brought out albums uh, Well, brought out an album, I believe it was last year uh, and of course, like I say Ghostface, Ghostface Killer just keeps putting out albums and al- album after album because he just wants to stay, um, you know, now. So I kind of doubt that this one will be the actual end of, of, the, of the Wu-Tang. This just going to be the, like the last Wu-Tang project ever. I, I kind of doubt that. But let me just jump in into, you know, the track by track reviews. I'm um, yeah. not going to spend too long and I'm just going to run through what they are and what my thoughts are on them. Right. So
2: the uh,
1: tracks, yeah. Well go ahead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we start off with um the intro called the saga continues. Right. Um it starts off with the Shaw Brothers intro theme yeah. song, which everybody knows right, um, right now. If you know Wu Tang, if you know Kill Bill, then you should know the song right off the bat. So after we get the Shaw Brothers team, you know, we get some, you know, we get the, the typical samples from your uh, from your, from your Kung Fu flicks. You know, you expect that from, from the Wu already. So that, that was nice. Um, And I forgot to mention, a majority of the production here is handled by a Wu affiliate mathematics? called Mathematics.
1: Right? Yeah, Mathematics, yeah.
0: I'll talk about him in a bit, right? So yeah. right after the whole vocal snippets, we get this kind of dramatic kind of soulful instrumental and Riz is just doing this kind of freestyle this kind of stream of consciousness style um there's this one line where he says continue like Buck Rogers in the 21st century and we still yeah, gotta duck like... the fucking coppers I-, I thought that was a cool line yeah yeah so I wasn't really blown away by the intro but it was an interesting way to kind of start things off so we kind of jump in into the second single of his um album I don't know if you've heard it let if you've heard it yet sorry called lesson learnt and this one. Yeah, hey, I, was,
1: I, was, I was listening to the album yesterday, running okay. through it. Um, but I didn't listen to the whole album, but it's just. Certain tracks stood out for me, but you'll get Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though.
0: Certain tracks do stand out, I would say that much. Yeah. Um, Inspector Dex here. Um, Redman is here. Um, Redman actually comes through with a real catchy hook. I love in the second verse where he says, uh, well, he comes through in the second verse. So Inspector Dex comes in in the first verse. And, oh, by the way, Inspector Dex also has done work with um, uh, rapper. DJ, sorry, rapper-producer duo 7L and Esoteric, they formed this group called Zafis. I've loved their yeah. first two projects, the third one which came out last year was kind of eh, but the second one which was um, Every Hero Needs a Villain, I love that, that was actually my second favorite album of 2015, but that's enough yeah. about them so he comes through really good and I love he, he comes through with some really great lines here, I like where he says um, I splash bravado, fast catch aficionado Savage Vandal I'm a Legend of Tomorrow I was like Oh he's doing that whole Comic book reference thing Which yeah. he has done In Zafis. They do a lot of Comic yeah. book um, right. References in that So I love how he did that There And he even mentioned Scarelli in this one So he says You know very well Bet he swell You can tell he gel As in jealous My price hiking Like the pills Martin Scarelli sell Right and that's referring to those pills that apparently was to cure AIDS yeah, or... The,
1: the
2: HIV, thing. yeah, the, the HIV, HIV sure. Right.
0: So, yeah. I like that he kind of took shots at him now. So, I assume yeah. that he is taking shots at him. Um Redman comes through with a, with a like I say, with, the, with a great hook. But I love in the second verse where he says, uh, You on top of the world, mama, looky here. I'm a boy beasting in my car. Paul Revere. Get it? Reference to yeah. Beastie Boys. Paul Revere, one of the best tracks. Right. So... Um, overall, the track was really dope. I love the beat as well. Um, I love the how soulful it was, and you know the nice little piano keys and violins in this beat. And something that caught me off guard is where um, Redman comes out and says, and I'm feeling bad because I suppose you're Wu Tang fan. He comes out and says that yeah, Mathematics was the one who created the Wu Tang symbol.
2: What? Right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't know yeah. that. Like, wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: So it kind of makes sense that he'd bring him on board to work on this album. You know. So great track overall. Um, track number three is Fast and Furious, which features one and some guy called Hugh Heff, which I've never heard of before. I've never heard about right. this guy before until now. Um, both of them kind of just spit in, like these real grimy hustler stories. Both of which kind of involves with some kind of shootout, whether well, in case of Hugh Kef, some shootout with a rival gang and Raekwon being captured by the feds, because, of course, right? Um I love how grimy it is. Like, it's one of those tracks, like, when you hear, like, if you're familiar with Wu-Tang stuff, you'd imagine Ghostface being the guy to rap alongside Raekwon, because, you know, they have that chemistry together, especially when they do these kind of grimy stories. But you know, Hugh Hef I thought was was great here I love how intense he got in the first verse It just kind of built up now, as, as he got more intense now. Rick one you know, he just comes through Once again, just doing that whole grimy stuff That he's well known for I love the the moody sort of nocturnal beat the, I love the violence and hordes It, it kind of gives this kind of black exploitation vibe here yeah. And just the storytelling in it was great This is overall just a storytelling track um, Although I just find personally This would have been something that Ghostface and Raekwon should have been in, instead of Raekwon and Hugh Hef. Although, yeah, Hugh Hef was great, but Ghostface should have been in this one. So yeah, this was a great track as well. It's not as fast and furious as you may imagine from the title, but it still works. Um, Then we get this skit, it's called Famous Fighters, and, you know, you get some more vocal snippets from more Kung Fu flicks. They mention Wu-Tang as they always do, and... I mean, this was decent, but overall there was no need for it. This kind of felt like a like a commercial break, if you will, before we yeah. jump back to the album. So now we get to one of my favorite tracks, which is called "If Time Is Money." Funny, yeah, Fly Method navigation. Man, yeah.
1: yeah, the metal man
2: track, eh? Yeah. Yeah, Metal man. This, this is the track
0: I like. Yeah, metal man just flows on this beat. Perfect track, yeah. Like, is that like, great? He's, he's like a figure skater on this beat, right? he Just yeah. like. Great, move yeah. it move it move it just so gracefully over this beat i love this beat as well it's just so yeah. smooth it's just like you're driving two miles an hour so everybody sees you is that kind of beat and yeah. Met just kills it though i love the lines here just at first verse alone is just this is just great though i love the part where he says um it's not a mystery who shot ricky but where the difference between the tray and the dough boy we breed we bred different yeah. So it's a reference to Ricky Trey and Doughboy who we remember as the three main characters of Boys in the Hood. And all of yeah. them were raised differently. Even right down to um to Ricky and Doughboy who had the same mother. You know, but they were bred differently basically. So I love that line. Um but yeah though, this is one of my favourite tracks. It is really a reminder of, of why Metal Man is one of is if if not one of the best members of Wu Tang, one of the best East Coast rappers like just ever. You know what I mean? I love this track and i'm glad that you checked it out i'm glad you love it as well the video came out um actually last week a few days actually right time it's is, recording and i love it is as that well double video, eh? a double video there's a, yeah, another track, that shows this track?
1: Up. it's track five and track 15 i think
0: yeah which i'll which i'll get to we we yeah. still while well, we're going to, to um track six here which is called frozen um yeah. this features method man again we get killer priests we get Chris Rivers, who is a, you know, he collaborates with um, the Wu Tang every once in a while. We get Rayquan and Ghostface. Now, the beat, the, beat with, um, the beat for this was pretty good. I, lo- I love the kind of bouncy pianos. Like, I noticed, you know, pianos is like, you know, mathematics' weapon of choice, is musical uh, weapon of choice. But there was something missing here, though. Like, I don't know if there could have been like an extra, like, said, um, drum drum kit or something just something in it was just missing like the beat just kind of felt incomplete in my opinion and then also to you know the chorus with Raekwon and Ghostface I was I was let down by it because it just kind of feels like at first I was wondering if it was just samples from other tracks that they did in the past but like I was really close to like no this is actually the chorus that they're doing so like one yeah. will just say one line and then Ghostface will say another line and back and forth and that's the chorus and that's something about how Ghostface sounds it Because Rayquan's being grimy And then Ghostface is being loudness So I was wondering like Okay, they actually record this separately They record it together I'm not too sure Yeah it's, It was kind of weird It just really threw me off though. Um, But Killer Priest Killer Priest, sorry, sounds great Method Man sounds great uh, Chris Rivers sounds great as well Can't complain It's just that chorus and the beat I don't know, that just didn't work for me But I guess I need to listen it a couple more times And maybe I'll I'll feel it Um Then we get a skit called Berto and the Fiend and I was kind of reminded of um, this skit that was on um, Ghostface's album called um, Woodrow the the, the Basshead which is just basically this crackhead basically just kind of rambling on and just talking a set of shit now, but in this case here is where um, Ghostface is telling his friends about some crackhead sorry, uh, a a hustler, sorry, who got beat up by a crackhead And well fortunately that 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 beat doesn't that, that skit doesn't last for too long. But I couldn't help but remember that that one skit from that Ghostface album. So whatever. Moving along. Uh next track, which is one of my favorites, we get Pearl Harbor. Yes, which is featured which features sorry Method Man, Jizzer. Yeah, sorry. R- sorry. RZA, my bad. Ghostface yeah. and the late, yeah. great Sean Price. Yeah. Put yeah. and here this He's man a great hook grip, yeah Ghostface comes with this grimy hook well Yeah. like this, uh, yes yeah um you see a um, lot of ho ho ho's but it is yeah. you know I love how he says that it, it is so grimy the beat in this yeah. is grimy but Sean Price kills it though yeah and like I haven't followed up I haven't listened to the to the set of albums that came out after his death so I, I assume it's just like you know well obviously it's just these these tracks that weren't released, these um these rhymes that he did, these um these free cells or whatever that they actually just put on, you know, just released to the public now. So I assume well, I could easily assume that this is one of them, right? But he yeah. just comes through with like probably the best verse in this whole track. He just starts mm-hmm. off rough though. It's like, yo, you ever been face fucked with a four fifth sweat and facial expression like it's like oh shit. I had to rewind that part like twice, I was like, uh, you start off so hard boy, jeez, and he just keeps this hardness though, and once again, he always always loves to take shots at rappers though, it's like, yo these fake ass rappers, call themselves rappers, you know, he always tends to rhyme rappers with rappers, but you know, it's something that we kind of come to expect from Sean Price, anyway, but yeah though, he just comes with like the hardest verse on this entire song, uh, Metaman comes with a great verse as well RZA comes through with this kind of um, multi-syllable kind of stream of consciousness style but um, he sounds great here I must say Ghostface I mean he doesn't do a verse but he does the hook but that hook is just so goddamn brilliant though that I just didn't even care that he didn't get a verse of his own you know but overall Pearl Harbor was just fantastic I love this and then we get to another favorite track of mine this was the first video first single that came out People Say which features Method Man, Red, Ma- uh, Rick One. Why I keep Redman? Inspector Deck, Master Killer. And yes, Redman is in it, my bad. Right? Um this if, if you're familiar with Wu Tang songs, this is a certified Wu banger. Wu banger 101. This is every bit as great as like say you know, Triumph and you know cream and those songs where it's just like a select mem- um amount of members and just delivering one great verse after another great verse. Yeah. I love the beatenness. It samples this whole I think it's like late sixties or early seventies kinda of soul love song. Um I love the 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 um the sample here, I love the hook. It's great. Um everybody comes through with a solid verse here. And I just love how it kind of feels really dark and nocturnal and It just feels like you know, you're just driving down this dark road at night And you're just bumping this in car, I just love everything about it um, This is hands on one of the best tracks in it Everything about this works uh, Then we now get into A skit called Family And this is just Basically This unnamed woman just talking a lot of facts About, you know, the absence of fathers In, you know, um, African American families And, yeah. you know, they do touch on different You know, very In... Um, very intriguing issues I should say like one thing you are saying about how some women just, um tend to show off and say well I don't need a man so you know sometimes that's why they kind of you know become lesbians and all that kind of stuff but still when they try to raise children there is no father figure there and it does kind of hurt things you know even though you know the woman could have that 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 pride inside of herself and see she could handle things on her own you still need that father figure even especially when it comes to you know to, to boys growing up you know what i mean they need that and yeah from that i was kind of getting a, a particular theme of this album which is just basically um <clears throat> them being these elders or these father figures in hip-hop so even though they may not be as popular as they used to be back in the days. They want to come off as we are the wise ones. We are these wise men who could basically show you what real hip-hop is about and inspire the next generation in a way. Which, in a way, is what um, A try Called Quest's last album was about and what A Better Tomorrow was trying to be but just failed. But anyway, so um, the next track is called Why, Why, Why. This is with RZA and this um, chick called Swinker. I assume she's a, she's Jamaican Because she talks Jamaican patois But she also okay. sings as well And she does this kind of um, Beanie man, Romy refrain Where Why, 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 why Why, 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 why That kind of thing I mean it works well in the chorus as well And this is just basically RZA's version of the story of OJ, in my opinion. This is just yeah. him on his grown man rapture, so it's like him kind of talking about, well, you know, this is how times are today, and why black people are still being killed, and you know, you shouldn't be spending your money on strip clubs; you should be taking care of your family. And where's the daughter? Why she's still out at night? You should be. She should be home and all that kind of stuff. Now. So, and I and he even says that he has a daughter as well. You know, so I was getting this impression that it was just kind of just him kind of talking to his peers you know to the youth basically kind of telling them you know to wisen up and also to his peers as well to to you know to act their age so i was getting a, a kind of story of oj kind of vibe there um your the reggae beat wasn't half bad um it was it was good didn't really care for it but overall this track was was good that's more filler than anything like that but i applaud rizzo's you know um decision to actually put out a, a, a solo track if you will where he really does spit a lot of, uh, of wealth. Uh, wealthy knowledge here um, The next track is called g Up, Which uh, features Method Man A guy called Missy Jones And a guy called Armin And The beat that mathematics provide here Sounds kind of this sounds kind of slightly animated here It sounds like something out of a Out of a cartoon Like you know if you just try to animate a rap beat This is how it sounds It's so this kind of Mickey mouse Kind of beat um, You know musical flourishes that go along in this beat here so it took a while for me to to to, to get into it but i kind of got used to it um Metal man you know he actually flows with it pretty good though like i would say right off the bat uh right off the bat sorry Method man you know comes through you know with probably like the best verses on this entire album you know he does not disappoint here um we have a hook from missy jones a kind of yeah. and ish hook which kind of caught more of god is like okay we, we're doing some kind of RB stuff here all right so as you trying to be you know a little contemporary not the first time they've done it before they have dabbled in rmb before you know nothing new but i didn't expect it here but you know the 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 the, the you know the hook here is it's, it's not bad it's not bad um but it's armin who comes through with some great verses here i don't know anything about him i uh i, I believe he's a a battle rapper but i know that he is Arme- um he has armenian um heritage so okay. um, <clears throat> I like this line where he says, um, "We known to do this. The flow is losing. It's so abusive." Was born a Christian, but Joe, the truth is that Doe is Jewish. I love that. That, that, that was that was, yeah. that was that was a dope um, line there. Um, overall, this is like a kind of an Orthodox kind of beat. Well, the beat itself is right the Orthodox, and the song itself takes a little while. It, it will take a, a, a while for you know, like well for me, it took a while for me to really get. But you know. I listened to it again, and I kind of felt a little bit more. So it's one of those tracks that I just need to listen again, and then I really feel it. Next track is called If You If What You Say Is True, which features Jizzer, Master Killer, Cappadonna, Street Life, and the Late Great Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah. And if you're familiar with the sample that they use from Shaolin vs. Wu-Tang, the titles are direct reference it. So it's If What You Say Is True, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang Could Be Dangerous. That's the actual line and it's kind of weird that we don't hear that sample we hear mathematics seeing it if what you see is true the shell in the water could be different um dangerous it's just kind of weird that you're hearing him as opposed to the actual sample but anyway and the beat here like i don't know when i was listening to this i just imagine like you know in those like Action movies or like these Western movies, you have the you have that one scene where the characters kinda arming themselves and then they walk out in slow motion about to go to the you know about to go to the final showdown, that kind of thing. It has that kind of feeling, like all these MCs just kinda going out to war and this is just the music that they walk into, you know, basically. So um Master Killer, Capadonna, Street Life, all of them just come through with these really grimy lyrics, right? And then we have Jizzer, right? Who I've always regarded as one of the best rappers in the Wu-Tang. And they only give the man 8 bars, right? To rhyme on.
2: Yeah.
0: And I was like... The fuck? 8 bars? And this is like... He's now being introduced to this album. And they only give this guy 8 bars. And all he does... All he raps about, basically... Although I kind of get... I kind of got it upon my second listing, Is that he's talking about being all mystical about the role of the MC like you know once you grab that mic it's like this sort of mystical bond and all that kind of stuff kind of going on there. you know he kind of he basically is like the philosophy of being an MC right which, which kind of doesn't work with regards to how everybody else is just being all grimy with this beats. but you know I kind of maybe he's kind of just rounding things up he's saying well, you know, this is how these MCs could be so great on the mic, even though they wow. are at a particular age. But still, it kind of felt a little out of place. And I wish yeah. he had more more lines. And then we got this this, this snippet from um, a concert that ODB was in. And I was like, okay, well, this is ODB. All right, I get it. Okay, whatever, moving along. Um, so yeah, didn't really care for this song at all. But I guess this is one, once again, that I, I, I have to kind of listen to more and then i'll probably like so the next track well this is a skit basically it's called saga and this is just a one minute continuation of that freestyle that um that risa did at the beginning of the of the album and it's just him just being in this whole stream of consciousness mind so he's just talking about stuff about you know um we gotta we gotta save the world the world's doomed and you know just stuff that in his head now and I was reminded of this particular track That he did off of uh, Wu-Tang Fervor Called Sun Shower Which is just yep. basically five minutes of him Just trying to be all philosophical And talking about how families need to stick together And you know, times are getting hard And all that kind of stuff But it's just like, yeah, I didn't really care for that either You know, but fortunately this one kind of lasts for a minute So I, I can't complete And then we get to Hood Go Bang Which was that one track That you heard in the if time is money um right, video, video, right? Yeah. And yes, this beat does go bang. This is a banger. Yes, it is. I love Redman's chorus. This is where the song with the hood goes bang. Like I love that. It it it's jumpy. But here's the downside to though. This is just one verse from Method Man and the chorus well the chorus yeah. opens up the track. You hear one verse from Method Man and then the chorus again. And then it just ends.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. so, yeah, so this album sorry, so this track runs for like about two minutes and I'm like, so you couldn't give the second verse to, to Redman? Red yeah. Cause yeah. I mean I love Metal Man and Redman as a duo. You could have given yeah. us that, please. You yeah, know what I mean? Wilder, <laughs> Yeah, the Rock Wilder, come on. E- epic song, right? So yeah, this this was a kinda of letdown, but I still love the beat though. But I don't know, like in my head I could just imagine one day we might get an actual remix. Where we get more MCs and maybe Redman could squeeze in a verse or something. But yeah, this this could have been much longer. Right. And then we get um, a track called My Only One. Which is like the love song on this track. Because I guess we need a love song. I don't know why. Which features Capadonna, RZA, Ghostface and a guy called um, Stephen Latour. Never heard of him before. Um, And each one of them rap about, you know, rap to their respective significant other and it's all about you know i could treat you good and i could buy this for you you know all this glamour rap stuff so right. nothing new haven't you know not, 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 the, not, the, not the most innovative song out there but you know at least they try to do something a little bit different at least they try to be a little bit light here where everything else is kind of dark and kind of grim you know but it was it was a nice change of pace although you know i didn't really care for that song unfortunately also, well, sorry, um, we're almost done here, we have the final interlude, which is called Message. And similar to Family, this one here is, uh, we have this unnamed man talking about um, the role of the, you know, of of the elder, of the man himself in today's society. So I like the fact that he's talking about, well, okay, I may mean not like these, the, the, the direction rap is going here but I like that at least young people or at least young men are trying to find a direction through music but it's still up to the fathers out there to kind of guide them or at least the elder rappers, the veteran rappers to guide them throughout their lives not so much in their career because they could do what they want I mean let's be real here but you know at least guide them, at least leave some kind of impact with them and I thought that was a really nice message here I love the beat in it, it has this kind of hopeful kind of uplifting, really nice beat It. I really like that yeah and then we close things off with the saga continues which is the outro and this is the same beat from before where results is just doing um the stream of consciousness thing except in this case he just delivers one last verse and here he's just kind of talking random shit so it has this part where he says he used to be a southern baptist and i was like i didn't know that i thought that you were you got into this whole 5% religion thing from an early age I didn't know that right. you were born a Southern Baptist that was pretty interesting and then he has this weird line where he's talking about putting Loki on the cross snatching the hammer from Thor and then knocking right. Odin off his horse and fucking Lewis Lean and I'm like what? okay and then it just ends with this sword sound effect he does a shing, king, and then it just ends and that's the album in a nutshell right. so overall in closing um right off the bat this is way way better than um than uh, a better tomorrow by far this is yep. what we could have gotten back in 2014 um i like that mathematics brings back that that wu-tang sound that rizza you know pretty much perfected in the 90s but he put his own spin in it you know with the pianos the violins and stuff he gives us this kind of cinematic feel here um i thought that a majority of the MC's came through well uh, Preferably like Raekwon and Metaman Well Metal Man, yep. Every every song that he's in He just steals it yep. Man, he just shines above everyone Which is shocking um, But yeah He is one of the best He is the best in this entire album Hands down um, I'm glad that everybody Well the existing Wu-Tang members Got a um, chance to shine here But just one thing though No you god. Where right. was you god? <laughs> I don't know if there was a follow-up with you god I don't know, but you gods not on this album. It's like, what, they couldn't squeeze him in? In a chorus? In a first verse? Something? Nothing? Um, but I was really disappointed. I was really let down by my jizzer. I felt that because he is one of the more, uh, more, um, I don't want to say intelligent, but more profound rappers in the group, I felt they could have given, given him more to do. And I, do, I am glad that they do shout-out, or at least they use focal snippets of ODB in two of the tracks. But um, I don't know, I kinda of felt that they could have done a little bit more with those with those samples. Um, in my opinion. Um apart from all that, I mean Ghostface is fine, although the chorus with him and Rayquan and that one track didn't work for me. Reek is fine, uh, resources is fine as well. Even when he's just trailing off in that free cell of his. but yeah, everybody in this album does come true. Even the the, pe- the newbies that I'm that I I am not familiar with. I'm also glad of the fact that they were able to reach out to other artists as well, people that I don't know, and you know, give them a time to shine, have them collaborate on a Wu Tang album, you know. I thought so that was really good. Um, one drawback though is that I felt that it, the album itself could have been a little bit more cohesive could have stuck to its particular team which i believe it's about them being these fathers of this style the sound and just trying to you know making sure that the next generation of rappers are somehow influenced by them in some way shape or form i thought that that team itself could have been a lot stronger there were a few tracks that i didn't really care for some of which uh well and then there were a few tracks that just kind of need to grow on me but overall yeah, this was a this was a solid album though. I won't say it's one of their best works. I won't say that this is top ten worthy for me. But yeah, this is definitely one that you know if you are a hip hop head, you sh- you should give this one a listen to. You you will you will like it in one way or or another. Um, if you're a newbie and you've never heard of the Wu Tang before, I strongly suggest that you check out their earlier stuff first before jumping into this one here because just their style and the flows here. If you're not familiar with them from their previous albums. You'll just be like, "All right, I don't care about this. Let me just go back to Future and Young Tug who, by the right. way, have a collabo album came out. It's all super slime. I'm not gonna review it. Future and Young Tug do have a collabo. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, terrible. I haven't
0: listened to it yet. I'm actually gonna check it out tomorrow. hate
1: it, rubbish.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I just can't wait to see what ridiculous. Yeah, I A come
1: couple with. decent beats here there, but mostly, mostly always
0: Right, and and this little slight little segue here. I know you're a future fan. I just kidding. Yeah. But I was kinda disappointed with, with futures um work this year. Like you got two albums, Hendrix and Future. Yeah. They like care for neither one of them. I mean Maskoff was good, but
2: As mean, it, yeah. <laughs> that's that's
0: just it. But <laughs> yeah, apart from from <laughs>
1: oh, all the Basco remix remake, the remix with Kedrick kinda hard, to.
0: Yeah, it is, it is, it is. although I wish like, they actually put that on an album sometime. But anyway. Yeah. Um but all that aside though, yeah, this is Wu Tang. You know, more or less, back in their in their in their in their niche, in in their zone, doing what they do, and you know, if you go into that, you know, wanting that, then you're gonna be, you know, pleased by this. But if you're going yeah. expecting more, then you're gonna come out of it a tad bit disappointed. Um, but overall, this it is what it is. It's a Wu Tang album. They're back. I'm not sure how long they're going to be together. I'm not sure if we're going to get another album in the near future. I'm not even sure if we're going to hear Once Upon a Time in Charlene before, you know, the judgment. I, I don't know. But all in all, yeah, this was yeah. pretty decent. So I would give this a strong 3.5 out of 5 stars. This right. is one that if you're a Wu-Tang fan, you should definitely check this out. You will love it. Um, You will love the majority of it, though. Um, And I'll just say this in closing, though. Um, I like the fact that and no, this is nothing new, but I like the fact that even in the 2010s, veteran MCs, like from the 90s, even further up, are still putting out work. And, yeah, you know, yes, we, we, we don't really rely on the billboard anymore. It's all about iTunes and, you know, tours right. and all that kind of stuff. So that kind of makes or break, breaks how popular you are. But I'm glad that there are MCs out there that still are passionate about their work about their their field you know and they're still putting out work like who would have thought that you know the wu-tang can the, the members of the wu-tang clan sorry would still be putting out work today you know what i mean I, I think that's great and in this year and all too i mean we we had records from like men like you know Sadat x and um cool cool g rap and right. you know just veteran MCs, you know what I mean? And you would think that these rappers should just kind of just go in a hole and just retire, but no, they're just coming back and they're doing what they love, you know? Even right now, The Public Enemy has brought out the album this year, and it's dope. It's really dope. You should check it out. right? Yeah. So, you know, and it just all goes to show that, you know, it's just the power of music. It's just being passionate about what you are doing and, you know, I I, I don't know what they're going to do once they hit that ripe old age of 50. But you know, even Public Academy, um, Well, Chuck D and Flavor Flav are in their fifties and they still put out work. So, I don't know. I yeah. I am all for them putting out music. That I think that's 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 inspirational for for the young MCs out there. That you know, yeah, I know it's hard out there, especially with you know uh, um, relevance and all that kind of stuff. But if you are passionate about your art, about your craft, you could keep on doing this thing until you, I don't reach seventy. You know what I mean? And yeah, if, if you have that, if you, you know, establish that legacy, you know, you know what I mean? That's what Eminem did with that freestyle. That's what Jay-Z did with his 444 album. I'm yeah. glad that's what the Wu-Tang did with this album here. So, yeah, if you call yourself a fan of hip-hop, definitely check out Saga Continues. So moving along now to Batman versus Two Feasts.
1: Yeah.
0: And um I'll just see yeah. this before I forget. Um and I couldn't help but think about this while while watching the film. Unfortunately. Yeah, this is the this is the last time we're gonna hear Adam yeah. West in an animated yeah. um feature film from one of DC man. you know? Yeah. And I'm glad that at the very end they, they did a rest in peace. Same. That 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 was deep. I really loved that, um yeah. but yeah. Batman vs Two Face. Just want to run through what the premise is about.
1: Right. So basically, what they do is they show the original Two Face in this world. <laughs> Who
0: is voiced by William Shatner. William
1: Shatner himself, yeah. People, he, looks, right? he looks a lot like Young Cook, eh? He, he, <laughs> yeah, he does, he does. So, so what they do with it is that it's this uh, machine created by by Hugo Strange. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, it's his, his assistant, Harleen Quinzel.
2: Yes,
1: so <laughs> unfortunately
0: her... we don't see again after she's introduced, unfortunately, yeah, but... They,
1: they, it, right, yeah. Well, yeah but it, she's not Harley Quinn yet, so it's fine. And the... What it does? we he have a machine that pulls the evil out of them. <laughs> uh, pulls the evil out of the bad guys. So they strap up a bunch of the main bad guys. That's Joker, um, Red, Penguin, and who else, boy? I remember. Um, Egghead. Egg, uh, egghead, yeah, egghead, yeah. Not kidding.
0: There was somebody else. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Mister Freeze was there.
1: But right, yeah, yeah. right. But well,
0: b- b- basically, the villains who were in um Return the last of the Cape, um, Return of the Cape yeah. Crusader. Sorry. Right.
1: And then what they do with it is uh, they say, okay, um, what happens that they were watching them do it, And then they say, Joker overloaded with his evil. <laughs> and yes. then it sprayed into it's basically sprayed to Harvey's face. And then they run through the, a montage. So Harvey became Harvey, we came to face. And then they do this montage of Batman fighting Harvey over the years. Well, yeah. I know. What well, more,
0: it's, it's more like the intro sequence, the title sequence. Right. And then eventually he's captured and it's, you know, boom. Right
1: and then so he has a big plan he, apparently Harvey recovers and then the big plan involved with the two face and they do some interesting with that Yeah, and that's the story uh, and Batman has to get help from Catwoman not, the
0: yeah, none other than, um, than Catwoman of course yeah.
1: right uh, I like this movie I liked it me too. Not, no, as much, like it. not as much as the last one though not as much as the last one yeah, yeah because the last one was basically as I said the last one was basically what Lego Batman was but in some ways better Like Mm -hmm. it did that joke earlier and better. Which is the whole the whole repudiation of the dark Batman making fun of that shit. Yeah. Making fun of Batman. And and
0: it was a nice loving homage to, you know, the sixties live action show that we grew up on. And and for the most part loved, right? It's it's edited, it's fun. One of these days I'll buy it on Blu-ray, I'm not sure when, but I I wouldn't mind watching it over. But yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a big repudiation of the dark serious business, Batman. Yeah. And the idea of Batman being able to do everything by himself. That movie did that. I thought in some ways it did it better than Lego Batman. Okay. Uh, and so this movie was still good, but didn't really do anything interesting or special. So, but still good. Still yeah. funny. Still made a bunch of great jokes. Little, little underhanded jokes about Batman and Robin might be being gay. You're not sure about that. Which is funny. so yeah. On its own. Uh, they do the, you know what they did? So you know that famous internet meme? where batman is slap robin yes right oh that, 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 my yeah. goodness that one <laughs> yeah. was
0: yeah man, the whole of that stuff is like yeah pow. yeah yeah oh, <laughs> i'm like jesus christ why didn't i pick up on that yeah wow. i, I,
1: I picked up yeah. on that one time. that was hilarious to me yeah they just did a bunch of great jokes and i enjoyed this one yeah i had fun with it good voice acting um really well made it, it's it's good animation i thought Yes. Uh, yes, yes. very very conscientious just, just overall good sound design just everything Overall and then decent enough plot especially involving Catwoman. Yeah. Uh coming out to the idea. And it was great. Loved
0: right. it. Um no yeah. no for me though with, with uh well comparing it to Return of the Cape Crusaders, I felt that this one had more of a story where the right. first one was more like Remember how silly the, 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 the live action TV show was? Let's right. play off of that, but let's try to tell a story underneath yep. all of that kind of stuff. Here they do try, um tell a story i did feel that the first are kind of dragged a bit because you know once once um once harvey is reformed he gets that skin graph on his face and he's goes back out into society you know you're kind of wondering okay when's he coming when's he coming there's this whole little subplot thing involving King Tut and you're like all right again the whole team of duality here but when's he coming but then as soon as Two-Face came that's when the show picked up for me I just kept going kept going kept going kept going for me um it does do the whole sequel itis thing a bit where you have to go a little bit darker I felt that it was a little bit darker than the last film it yeah, kind of took itself a little seriously. Uh, it was a little bit more violent than the last one, but by 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 you know by Batman standards, animated standards, it was a little bit more violent. Not not that it's a bad thing, of course. Right. Because look at the title, Batman versus Two Face. You you want to see them duke it out, and they do. But. Compared to the last film, which was more like comedic and tongue, um, tongue-in-cheek, this one yeah. felt a little bit darker, like it was really trying to be something. Like it was right. really trying to tell a story within the whole gags and, hey, remember this from that episode kind of thing. So I give them credit for that. Um, the, right. the voice acting was was great. Um, you know, Adam West, Burt Ward, they do their, um, They, they yeah. do a great job. Julie Newmar, as well, was, was, was decent as Catwoman. Um, they do work in her character, into it? It didn't feel shoehorned,
2: right.
0: unfortunately. Um, and they do play off the whole sex appeal of Catwoman again. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. whatever. Um, William Shatner has, um, has two-faced, though. I Yeah, he, he, he did a great job here, man. I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah I, he was solid. He was solid, Even when yeah. he did the 2 face voice, I thought I was like, oh, okay, okay. Right, yeah. I that thought was that, that, that was great. That was good um, but yeah, like I said, right. though, what, it What just Took a little while to start. Yeah. but, when uh, but this one, up, this like, one was yeah.
1: much, this one was much sillier. because um, they had like a bunch of like great little dumb things. Like <laughs> the, the part of the two face gas cracked me up. Where <laughs> the gas was affecting everybody, including the the, the characters on the movie screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, um, and, 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 go, go, and, and,
0: and the whole Batman rock, Robin rectified that though with the anti gas. Right, and everybody like, the
1: to wow. face outfit changing while he changed. Yeah, it
0: was so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's,
1: all these little things, all the talking, things that worked, I, I think overall. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, another thing though that that um didn't feel shoehorned. It felt almost as if they kind of didn't know what to do with them. Right. Were the um, were the, the villains themselves from the old from from the previous film?
1: Right. Yeah, they did. They did some decent enough bits with it, but they not do more with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's like they came in not strong, but they, they were there from the beginning, and yeah. then afterwards for a huge chunk a huge chunk of the film, sorry, they're like forgotten, and then they kind of just bring them back in because like, hey guys you want to just come in just to you know, just to do this, okay fine yeah. and then they don't really do anything with that afterwards, yeah, you know? yeah. not expecting them to, to, to take up the majority of the film, like what they did in the last film, but still they could have done a little bit more here, you know, maybe yeah. done some kind of Specific task to help Two Feast, similar to like what King Tut did, you know, maybe that would have helped, but yeah. Um, but I still, but overall, though, even though this is the darker of the two, it still has a sense of fun, it still has a a, a sense of innocence and and silliness. It, you know, it's PG, you know, it's very PG. Um, so I don't see why kids can't watch this even though there are a couple of moments that might kind of freak them out a bit especially with well, 2 it's, it's, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: it's for the old fans uh, where this one is kind of the old arm actually fans and again it's not so much of the same kind of repudiation of the dark serious business Batman as the last film was because um, I thought that film was kind of a borderline fuck you to some of them earlier versions of Batman yeah like, they, they made fun of they made fun of <laughs> someone Nolan stuff. Yeah, with Dark uh, Knight Rises like. Uh, yeah, yeah. They made okay, fun of we we we'll go that.
0: to Italy and we we'll go to a restaurant and we will see. Yeah, a you, ride, know? you know. Yeah. I love that line.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and they they really made fun of like to me they just totally destroyed like really ripped um, uh, we call it um Zack Snyder's Batman a lot no? Yeah, and it's, uh, like,
0: and it's like what you said in in your review of that of that film is like you know, every once in a while you know you had to stop taking yourself so goddamn seriously man i mean yeah it's batman let's be fun again and that's what yeah. you know yeah. returning Cru- uh, cape crusaders did and yeah. here they did it too even though like yeah. i said because it's a sequel they had to be darker than
1: yeah because I, I and that is my thing with animation as well because like right after dark knight came out um a lot of people had a, a kind of a problem with it. like i i absolutely hate the batman fandom especially that serious business all these idiots who like to tell you Batman could do anything with the prep time, and he's the smartest this, and he so this, and, and that just so obnoxious. Right. Uh, but st- so stuff like um, Brave and the Bull, great, love it. Yeah, yeah. Love, love Brave and the Bull. Uh, just the action going on still right now. Uh, love right, that.
0: I, I need to catch up on that. I yeah, no,
1: it's it's really great, but short. It's like a little bit. It's very short episodes Take it like you could blaze straight relatively relatively quickly. Cool. Um, All right. it's like a nice mix between Brave and the Bull, Justice League, and Teen Titans. Right a nice little hybrid and then it does its own little thing on its own um, but yeah uh, this is the same thing it, it just does that. I just like a nice a nice you know DC has a, a, a big trouble of balancing things I, I'll say only really the Justice League animated series that and Justice League Unlimited did a good job of balancing tone yeah I
0: um, love that show by the way I love both Justice League and Unlimited I love but for that. whatever
1: reason DC's have always have trouble balancing the tone with the shows they either go too dark or too light yeah Um, they really can't get, do a good job balancing things but so, this, this
0: one this one yeah this one makes it balance it I should say right well. exactly
1: and yeah with the show it balanced it quite well I thought yeah. and it did a good job with that so I, I don't really have an issue with this I thought I had a lot of fun with this and it was well I saw this right before all the DC premiere so it was my DC week just <laughs> having it, fun <laughs> nice. enjoying myself you know I'm right. you know, you know, I, I, I glad that I'm enjoying DC except for the fucking movies these garbage movies that they can't get right yeah, um, yeah
0: well,
1: but, you know except for One Woman that was fine
0: yeah that, that was fine
1: yeah but everything else is like it's, a, it's just a nice nice knowing that it have people who actually give a shit about the DC material and can make the material work right Um. so that is it yeah, I, uh, well, I don't know I give this I give this one a, like a uh, seven and a half out of ten That's fine okay uh, I had fun with it I enjoyed it it was just me sitting way way better than, than Batman with Catwoman sorry Batman with Harley Quinn much better than that bullshit much like how Batman and Harley Quinn more likely going to get worse of the year for me this will get and a, and a fine too. and me too yeah this will get <laughs> a fine Hmm. All
0: right. Well for me I would give this a light three and a half out three and a half out of five stars. Yeah. This is worth checking out though. Um especially if you enjoyed Return of the Cape Crusaders. If you felt that that that, that particular film was obnoxious and you just kinda hate the campy Batman, you more yeah. prefer the dark brooding Batman of like say Tim Burton or um you know Zack Snyder or Christopher yeah. Nolan, then you probably will not enjoy Batman vs. Two Face. But if you if you really enjoy the light-heartedness of that old series, and I, yeah. I still think it holds up to this day, I mean, why can't why can't it be light-hearted? Why can't it work like that? We have different versions of Batman, so why we can't have this fun one, you know what I mean? Sonic can watch, laugh, and enjoy. And yeah, yeah I, I enjoy this one, even though it opted to go for a more dark tone. But, you know, that that's, you know, sequels and all, but whatever. Right. But yeah, um... Recommend I, I I recommend that you do check it out, especially yeah. If I recommend you enjoyed, this If you enjoyed the last film, if not, then uh, no, I know I guess Batman versus uh, sorry, I guess Batman and Harley Quinn is is right up your alley, and you know that was just so much garbage. But anyway, <laughs> all right. So moving along now to um, a film that I wanted to see, very 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 badly. Yeah. But couldn't see it in the east because they didn't show it in the east. Yeah, they're going to movie tone, but they they decide to push it at night because I guess people don't want to come down in the afternoon to watch Darren Ar- Darren Aronofsky's Mother. Yeah. Now, without spoiling the film, because I haven't seen it, and I do want to. Right. Can you fill us in on how
1: that uh, stopped? Yeah, 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 the sad part about this is that when I, the thing is, I I had this no, I had the film spoiled for me, but not in terms of the events, but in terms of like what the theme was, because. Once somebody mentioned a thing And that's the hard part It's next impossible for me to talk about this Without spoiling that thing But okay. once you know what it is The movie is movie works Kind of um, I'm just going to straight up say It's basically I was going to make I'm going to say one word And then another word One word might spoil it The other word won't spoil it First word is environmental Right? It's an environmentalist horror show That's what it is okay. <laughs> Much like Noah Much like Noah it's this movie's an environmentalism horror show that's what it does uh, quite well
0: <laughs> and
1: then the second word this might spoil it because somebody might know what it is but you'll you'll kind of guess it Im- almost immediately it's a Gnostic horror show as well <laughs> and I it next possible, I, it's, it's unfortunate I didn't get a chance to see this because I, I already wanted to talk to you about this in depth yeah um
0: uh, well, well, maybe if I get around to see it, before four years, and um, right. I think we should do this. But uh, not, not, not to say that you, you can't review it, no. But, right. you know, as, as you brought it up, I, and you really... Alright, so I'll, just talk, I'll just talk talk about, about it. We can talk about it in the talk future, talk but, you know, for right. now, just review it.
1: Yeah. Right, so basically, uh, gosh, uh, let, me, let, me be, let me pass words quite carefully, so I don't want to spoil anything. Jennifer uh, Lawrence. Right, so Jennifer Lawrence wakes up, says, baby. <laughs> That's the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. And she wakes up in the room and then she she's married, you know, to uh Javier Baden's character who's a poet. Uh-huh. A very, very famous poet. And it's a poet who's having trouble writing. So he, he and his wife in this house alone. Uh basically isolated. Right. Isolated in this in this house alone and they're spending time avoiding just the world. But then when time passes and she and now she just taking care of the world. She's taking care of this. Uh, house, doing a lot of painting, um, making sure the, w- the house is nice and excellent. Great, and then two people visit, and she she say she's kind of worried. That wait, why why does a dude? Do-? Well, tell me, one guy visits. Actually, this one guy visits, and when he visits, he gets sick. Uh uh-huh. And then his wife shows up, and they're talking about uh, they're talking about. The wife and this one shows up, like, again, are saying things in very sparse terms. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're doing fine,
0: you're doing fine. Right.
1: <laughs> and then, when the wife shows up now, the, basically, she, Jennifer Lawrence, hates the fact that these two people show up because they're supposed to be alone. Uh-huh. They're supposed to be alone, and then, when the wife shows up, he, time passes, they stay, they stay the night, and then the, apparently, their two sons show up. And then the story, this is when the story started to go crazy. So the son, these two sons started having a big argument about the inheritance, the family inheritance, and they went to the lawyer about the family. And this is his big argument that Jennifer Lawrence like, wants to get them out of the house. But they can't they won't leave. And because if the son, the father, sorry, the first man, his, the father, he's a big fan of Javier Bardem's work. Very, very loyal to Javier Baden. Big fan of his work, he loves his poetry.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and then things get, get escalated the two sons start fighting with each other and one son murders the other. It's like, holy shit. Wow. Holy shit. And then they, they had to carry the son to the hospital and he died and he was holding his hand. And he come back and then the other son ran away um, because of the, because of the murder and the, the, the police on the hunt for him. The, all of this, are trying to really jump God, i don't want to say what it is yeah well you, you,
0: you can actually stop right here right like that's if you it say more you're gonna reveal uh, too much more
1: a little too much right in fact i think i reveal too much anybody know what to look for whatever yeah. and boy this movie has just escalated the most batshit fucking way <laughs> and i'll say what i'll say is that it's the worst and the best of aronofsky as a filmmaker all right, right? The, all, the all the things right, i find, hate find about the aronofsky sorry
0: um the, wait, what do you mean by worst now what well, worst the best
1: Worse in terms of uh, subtext because when you get it, it's kind of obvious and then a little hackneyed, but best in terms of film tech, film technique because it does pace itself in terms of its editing really goddamn well like re- <laughs> really, 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 really goddamn well. Uh, the only thing I'll change in the film is that the first couple of frames, I'll change the first couple of opening sequence, little couple of seconds, I'll change it, right. change a couple of things, and but you'll see in retrospect. And right. it's really easy to piece together what's going on. Um, but you'll get it. Does it? Uh, here's the thing. I'm going to give the, give my rating quick. Well, well before you do that, what about, what about acting? What about...
0: Uh, do you yeah, okay, right, 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 right. right. Lawrence, so, Gerald uh, right, oh, Florence is fine.
1: She was kind of flat, but she's fine. There's a scene where she she gets beaten up, which is pretty goddamn brutal, but awesome. Um, especially especially given the context of what happened right before. Right. Um, I dare that. Yeah, that spoil what happened right before that please, because please, it was please so, so, please so, please so, please so. so fucking brutal but it was so like it'll, it'll catch you off guard but it makes sense <laughs> um, and then you have was great I think he's kind of sold the show because uh, I get the nature of his character the movie is very very subversive you totally understand why <laughs> the movie is probably pulled by um <laughs> by, by the theater though. yeah you totally get it because it's a very subversive film very very goddamn subversive but a little on the nose a little on the As I say It's a Gnostic horror show um, And It's But it's good And uh, Acting are great Editing Excellent The pacing is good Kirsten Wig Kirsten Wig the comedian Makes a uh, Makes a cameo I'm not sure who she is uh, She's the Publisher of His publisher That's who she is I forget her name right. She's She's his publisher She comes in And she, she Like when Other people come in She comes in To sort out a lot of things And um, the movie is about time and passing. And, you know, Jennifer Lawrence can't really do much about this, all the fans of the the, the guy, because he has a lot of fans. He's a very, very famous author, (laughs) very famous poet. (laughs) And it works. The movie is really good. I actually really, really liked it, um, given what, you know, the material and what it works with. And as I say, it's quite subversive. But when you get it, you'll be like, all right, okay. You get why this had to get pulled, yeah. but you will enjoy it. Go see it.
0: So, 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 is it like like some terrible, unwatchable movie or something, or, or what?
1: No, it's it's subversive. That is the problem. I can't spoil that because you'll get it. It's one of those things that film people will love, but other people might not love. If you like Aronofsky, you're gonna like this. It's much better than Noah. Hated Noah. Don't really okay. care for Noah, right? Well, I kind of, I, I, see-
0: I kind of got what he was gay at with Noah, but it's, right. it's almost like. Yeah, why, why go through all this trouble then?
1: Yeah, a lot of Noah didn't work. This work, This, like, in terms of, like, what you wanted to do and the ideas of it, this worked better than Noah, all right? right. As so a film.
0: It b- before you get to written, though, would you would you put this in your top ten list, or is it just...
1: Ah, uh, it might. It might make yeah. the top ten list. It may. Because it's quite... Well, given... It, I had to see a bunch of other movies, but definitely going to get honorable mention at least. All right. Because uh, um, it had to get mentioned, but it might make the top ten list. I'm not sure. But, but I have so many movies To see for the year still um, Yeah we
0: only have like what Two Two and a half months So
1: yeah. Right exactly But yeah. I, I expect to get to see A bunch of movies I have a bunch of movies Just in my watching list That I ain't got a chance to see Yeah And there's a bunch of shit That I uh, hopefully Will get to see by You know By the last You know the second half of December There's always be <laughs> There's always get a bunch of shit there. Mm. And then well Eyes get, get um We call it the voodoo Voodoo links now So all those Be reasonably accessible Without being pirate Well right. at least On the edge of piracy As you see Yeah Yeah uh, technically just, not just tech. just
0: just that close to the edge but yeah never, never by, by,
1: you know operating <laughs> by the letter the lower CC. Mm-hmm. um but yeah this this is this is really good it's on the it's on the nose but i liked it i really liked it and right, I, so I was just... I, I'll, I'll say i'll have enjoyed it a lot lot more if i didn't know what to look for mm-hmm. going into the film but i still i still it was spoiled for me but it's a spoiling of a thematic level once you get it thematically You'll get it because a lot of it is subtext. In fact, almost right. the entire film is subtext mm-hmm. for something. Right? Alright,
0: uh, so w- read it. rated, rated. Yeah, bit suspect. suspects. What's he rated?
1: Ah, uh, thinking about it more and more, I'll probably give this one a low IMAX. Okay. It's good. It's actually really good.
0: Alright, fair enough, fair enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really really good. Uh it do- it escalates so well. Because the first hour is kinda pissing off. And I especially when... if even, even without knowing the, the subtext, you'll be like, what the fuck going on now? Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, "Why? What? 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 This is not making no sense. What? Right? Why? What end, could you? it makes sense, then, or
0: does it leave questions
1: as When they catch, catch what's going on, you'll be like, okay. And then the second half just ramps up in the most insane fucking way. Because the movie does ramp up. Holy shit, the movie does ramp up. Um, But I liked it. I really, really liked it. It's a movie that... uh. Again, it's the worst of Aronofsky in some ways because of the subtext stuff. It's a little on the nose, uh, the plate a little more subtle, but it works Right for the most part. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I get this one a low IMAX. I go. I recommend it, like go see it. In, it's a cinema one kind of line, like, I, I, you know, I wish I had the cash to go right now. Yeah, <laughs> so just go out, watch it and have a bunch of food and a beer. you know, see it on a relatively small screen. I don't, that, that's like the perfect way to see it. Right. Um, Not, not a big IMAX booming screen. That's nice for your blockbuster Fast and Furious bullshit, right? Mm. This one is a film film. It's a filmmaker's film. That kind of thing. Oh, my um, type
0: of film. I love those type of
1: films. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I yeah. And I I I, thought, I enjoyed the movie. And I, I do recommend you go see it. Go see it in the movie, Tongue. If you have the cash, go see it in the, in the VIP section. Oh, <laughs> if,
0: I'll, I'll try. I'll try. But yeah, it just if depends if on if you how it's it
1: you don't want anybody, it. But if you go have the cash, go see it there. If you don't know, want to do waste your buddy good, go see it there, dead fight. But it's a, it's a it's a real cozy kind of film like that though. Go see it. Like if you go to see it in a in a VIP section, go see it there. That's the kind of thing you have to go see it. Or cinemas one which is the up in upper IMAX now. Yeah, gemstone, right. Gemstone, yeah. right. Go see it there. Alright. That's the kind of film you got to go see it But <laughs> it's a filmmaker's film, film film geeks will like it. Because hmm. Aronofsky's a filmmaker and this is one of his better ones. It's it's not it's not as good as some of his classics. Not, no any as good as the wrestler. Um no one else good as, as requiem for a dream as to us, but it's yeah, good.
0: Yeah, even and though it, yeah, even though I kind of imagine myself watching border border once requiem for a dream. Right. Yeah, what do you see? What you do? You do want to see it again ever.
1: Yeah, you no. Know? This movie, this movie happens moments that's so goddamn brutal. Like if you if you have if you hate if you hate requiem for a dream for making yourself uncomfortable, holy fuck! It has a couple moments in this that will make you uncomfortable, and um, but it works. The movie's right. good. I like it. Okay. <laughs> I really I, I think it only lose points for, for for being a little too on the news. Right. That's, you, that's why I, do, I don't give it the full IMAX. I give it the, the low IMAX because it loses a bunch of points for selling itself out a little too much. No, mm-hmm. When you see it. That is it. Cool. Alright. I can't more because I'll spoil it for you. And I already don't want to spoil
0: don't, it. do 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 even, do do Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Next. Alright, next. Last but not least, we have to talk about The Foreigner.
1: The Them Foreigners Them
0: Foreigners By coming out of the country And doing foreign stuff And stuff Anyway uh, This movie is directed By Martin Campbell, Who you should know As the guy who directed uh, Two of the more popular James Bond movies uh, GoldenEye back in 95 With Pierce Brunson Who's also in this movie uh, 2006's Casino Royale Which a lot of people say Is the best Yep Daniel Craig I know it Is one of my favorites Although Is one one of my favorites Although I read Skyfall because of what Skyfall did but that's yeah. another story for
1: the other day. Um, oh, you know what you know, you know James one movie I watched over the other day just Wait. for the just for the um, just for characterization I watched over Live Let Die. <laughs> oh um, <laughs> I,
0: right. I watched
1: it because, just the other day that was, that's so fun. Yeah because the reason I watched it over is because of uh, Yafet Koto that's what is acted in it. Uh, he's pretty good at that. Names is uh,
2: Tombstones.
1: Yeah <laughs> yeah. And, and, and well Jeffrey Holder boy that final shot with the crack me up John. Yes boy I forget that- <laughs> yeah, he was I yeah, forget he was, yeah, he was not only I forgot he was a that, but I forgot that he should... Because in my head, I was like, you know, he should have been the final villain. Yeah. Because they brought, they brought back... Because Yafet Koto died and the claw guy came. So I was like, all right, well, Yafet... So, Jeffrey Holder should have been the last villain. But, yeah, Jaff- Jeffrey Holder final shot to that shit. Cr- crack me the hell up though. I know, huh? And, and then when the music tree. comes on,
0: that. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: by the way, he also choreographed the, the dancing in the movie, huh? Yeah, yes those, yeah. those voodoo dancing scenes, he actually yeah. organized the, yeah. yeah, He choreographed yeah. the dances. Yeah, Baron Somebody. <laughs> yeah, Baron Somebody. That that's his yeah. name, yeah. right? So the that, um, in a nutshell, it's about a, a, veteran war. Sorry, a Vietnam War special forces special forces operator. His name is Kwan. He yeah. now owns this Chinese restaurant in London, and yeah. um, one day he meets his daughter, his uh, teenage daughter. They're driving. She stops off to go and and buy a dress for a school event. And then boom, the building yeah. that she goes in explodes. Motorcycle
1: a motorcycle explodes. And yeah. Pretty well, goddamn sorry,
0: the yeah, the motorcycle that's um parked right in front of the, the building explodes. Yeah. Um twelve people die, including yeah, including um Kwan's daughter.
2: Yeah.
0: And he just goes to the high ups, he's trying to find uh, he just wants to know the names of these people who pulled off this um this bombing. Yeah. Because the speculations are that um, the ira the irish republican army are involved yeah and you know this news um ends up hitting uh the character of liam hennessy who's played by um <clears throat> by pierce brunson it hits it pretty hard because well done, yeah. he has he, he 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 actually um was part of the ira at a point in time but he became, right. yeah. yeah he became a politician so yeah. basically it's just his past um coming to haunt him there. he's trying to be all legit and stuff but you know you could see just right from the moment you see him that yeah, there's some kind of shadiness about him, so eventually Jackie meets up yeah, I have to call them my actors now so eventually yeah. Jackie meets up with um with Pierce, and he's like, well okay, I, I, I assume you, you you probably know about what's going on I want some names, and he's like, well I don't know anything, and it's like, alright, cool I know you know you know, but if you don't want to give them enough names, I'm going to force it out to you right. one way or the other and he does that it starts off small because like I see he was involved with special forces so he knows take uh, twos about, he do what take a twos about bombs he has so number twos <laughs> yeah um <laughs> and then it just kind of escalates from there. You know, this this little things uh, you know, basically little minor explosions and stuff like that. But really the point is is that he just wants the info as fast as he can. He wants those names. And that's all he that's all he just telling this guy he wants the names. But PS is just taking things just takes things a little too personal. He's like, Oh this guy is a menace, this guy's a threat, we have to get rid of him. I gotta hire some goods because I just don't want to get my hands dirty. These goods come in. You know, you know what to expect when they 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 try to, to, to stop a guy like Jackie Chan. Because I'll say this right off the bat a depressed Jackie Chan is a dangerous Jackie Chan. Yeah. This is this is like the message. Don't mess with Jackie when he is depressed, right He will yeah. he will straight up kill you, Dread, You're not even gonna break your arm or your, or your leg. He will just kill you. Right? And I'll just jump into the review here. And this is where... For me, though, I thought this was... This was actually a good... T- both a good thing and a bad thing. Right. Here, the movie kind of evolves... Or devolves, if you will... Into a political thriller. Because it's not so right. much about... Jackie's quest to find the people who killed his daughter. That's part right. of it, right? But underneath this... Underneath it all... It's all this political stuff that's going on. Particularly around Pierce Bros.'s character. It's about... Yeah. You know, people... That's supposed to be doing the writing, Trying to cover up certain things Or maybe they involve in the bombings Or, well, future bombings Or maybe they're not Maybe they know who the people are There's all these things There's all these secrets That, you know, they try to keep on the rapster And how P.S. is dealing with all of this here Because, he, yes, he comes off like, you know And I love this about his character How complex he is How he's trying to come off like You know, yeah, you know I know these people but you know I, I try to better myself I have a wife I have a daughter you know what I mean so I don't want to be involved in those things but here this thing happens now and now I have to go back to that you know I have to go back to calling people that I talked to in years But right. IRA brothers and whatnot, and now I might get exposed for something that I may be involved in or I may have done in the past and all that kind of stuff Though, but don't get me wrong eh? Pierce is shady but in no way would I say he's like a true villain he's more like I don't see an anti hero but I don't want to call him a villain either he's just somewhere in the middle there um but we do have this story here with uh, with Jackie which isn't in the forefront as much as as, as the trailers might give it away but still uh, I felt that what he what, with, with what he's given here I thought that Jackie Chan was was excellent here i I, I really like I have I don't see much dramatic rules from Jackie. And seeing this here was like a breath of fresh air. uh all I would say is because he's getting older he can actually afford to do rules such as this. Uh he isn't given much dialogue, but you know what he does with his face. Yeah, he does that scowling face a little one too many times, but you know, you do buy into you do feel like this is a person who, as he says in the film, has lost everything. He has he has nothing. He has no family anymore. And now that he has nothing, there's nothing for him to lose. So he can go out of his way to find these people and yeah, kill these people for what they did to his daughter, you know what I mean? And just seeing right. that was was pretty captivating as well. But uh the good and bad here what I we'll say is though, is that because it's trying to do this whole political thriller thing, like to me this film kinda feels like, you know, those nineties thrillers like Patriot Games and Claire P- uh, Claire Present Danger starring um, both of it yep. starred um Harrison Ford, which was like it was more thriller but you have this political stuff going on, and every once in a while, a girl action scene just to, just to entertain the crowd. You know what I mean? And the action scenes that are here, you know, they're there, they're, they do what they're supposed to do. They do feel a little cliche at times, you know, especially if you've seen films like, you know, The Specialists or, uh, or, or First Blood, you know, those kind of shows, this one man army kind of thing. You've seen these right. things before, but because it's Jackie and because you buy into his character doing what he's doing, you do root for this guy. And even though Pierce is shady, you you, you still, you know, you, 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 just, you just can't help but, you know, not root for him, but just kind of watch his guy there. Just see his life kind of spiral out of control. And by right. the way, I thought that his performance, Pierce process performance, was excellent. I think this yeah. is probably the first time I've ever heard him use his true uh, native Irish accent.
1: Yeah, yeah, he had, to, he had to basically train, really train to get rid of that shit, you know, so he had to get it back.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty amazing as well. And he did so he, he did uh have some some great comedic moments especially like when his uh his his higher tongues come back you know bruising beating them because they didn't get get through capturing uh um, jackie there he's like you know what the hell you know he's like cussing about and all that kind of stuff that yeah it means for some great moments but i felt that overall like i do applaud the film for for trying for at least attempting to be smarter than it should be because the premise itself well if you just focus on the jackie child aspect it's very basic it's very standard ordinary you've seen this done millions of times already but the political on the current is what caught me off guard i know it will catch a lot of people off guard too and i felt that a majority of the film focus on that political stuff and it's not like it was boring or anything like that but there were moments that it's almost like you're watching two films at the same time yeah in, the little... moments that do drag a little bit yeah they do feel a little too dramatic at times not in terms of like you know like the acting and stuff like that but more like okay if this is an action film you know work on the pacing a little bit more I mean we're getting these dramatic moments this is fine but you know for character development but still this is an action film we have to you know maintain a particular pace though and, but, you know, like I said before, I applaud, you know, the, the, the film for trying to be smarter than, 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 it, than, it, than it is. But then at the yep. same time, Toyana kind of double back and be like, did we really need it? Does it really need to be this smart, though? When at the end of the day, it's about this guy, this father, who's trying to exact revenge on the people who kill his daughter. So it's almost like it doesn't want to commit to being overly smart, but... You know I don't know I don't know if it kind of feels like an attempt that kind of feels or it just works sporadically I'm not too sure but I I just felt that that was to like the detriment of the film that it tried to be smarter than it should but not really being smart at the end or at least try way too hard that's that's the best way I, uh, I can describe it but um, what, were, what were your thoughts on the film overall if you uh, if you agree I, with me on that part
1: yeah overall I, I enjoyed this a lot more than I expected right uh, I, well, at face value, I was thinking it was going to be like Jackie kind of fallen now. Uh, because Jackie's last movie, Skip Trace, sucked ass for me. So,
0: oh, I didn't even uh, see Skip Trace. I saw these. Yeah, trailers, that's, that's a waste of my time, I just saw Jodie Docksville in it. I was just like, no, 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 hated no. Hated it. No, no, no yeah, no,
1: no. I, I I, saw it. I hated it. It didn't work at all for me, largely. It had a couple moments where it was just really dry and, uh, and annoying. Uh, This, I was like, all right, well, this going, this song like I kind of taken crap now.
0: Yeah, um, and, it and I was really worried. It but the yeah.
1: thing is, I like—I kind of like the first taken, right? The sequels are bad, but yeah, but I, I kind of like the first taken. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, and so I was like, "All right, let me give this a chance." And I—I I actually really enjoyed this. Um, I did not think it was that bad at all. Um, yeah, again, Pierce Brosnan uh, was really good in this. For me, right? Uh, he played a perfect kind of role. It totally fit him. Um, you know, he role the idea of this old Irish guy, Irish um IRA member, and you know, he kind of trying to. You know, sweep a lot of that under the rug, but yeah, because I just try to
0: keep his hands clean. Right. Like every every moment,
1: right. Right, and they make it, and there's every time he try to clean things up, it get worse for him. That kind of stuff. Yeah. and that would.
0: I hope it gets worse to worse, like right, like wow, boy.
1: <laughs> and then Jeez, and then man. the thing is the thing is when uh the the one thing I was worried about was uh Jackie being too old for the role. Um, me too, me too, because he's
0: like and, sixty-one yeah. or sixty-three right. years old right now. And
1: yeah. I remember, I remember Jackie like really, really slowing down. I think with Russia or Trina that like yes, had me really yes, worried it's like true. holy shit we're not gonna get you know um, prime jackie anymore this well obviously we didn't get prime jackie but um i thought the action in this worked
0: yeah
1: you know in terms of Jackie style you know it totally worked in terms of like what a old agent when he play a character his age it totally worked um yeah. this this fit actually enjoyed this so just and, a solid and, and,
0: and it made him well it, on the subject of that it made him more vulnerable he's not the right superman that he was in the 80s and yeah, exactly. he is vulnerable now
1: why? kind of remember? Especially coming down to the end, and we're to introduce our next character. Um, I don't remember if you remember, was the name in this movie with Benicio del Toro and Tommy Lee Jones? Um, the Hunted? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of had that that old how a old Baras could operate now. Yes. 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 And, that's and like, oh what, yes,
0: on the subject of that, you know, I actually forgot about that show until I saw a particular episode of the final season of Sopranos, which I'm rewatching right now because I have the Blu-ray box set. And there's a scene where um where AJ where AJ sorry is working at blockbuster and they're watching this movie. And I'm like, I know this show because I saw it before. And then when I saw the credits, i was like,
1: oh, is he hunted? Wow, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember that movie being kind of badass on its own, but just the idea of you know how you got sell old dudes doing bad shit now. Yeah, exactly. Right? Doing yeah. badass shit. You know they. You know we with, we it as kind of it was kinda stupid because of how much editing it had. Um, the Denzel Washington movie largely fell flat, uh, in my opinion. Man on fire? Man, no, man on fire. Dude, that was badass. I talking about um the new one. Now.
0: Equalizer.
1: Equalizer. Right.
0: That was that
1: was It's fine, but it's, it's it still, credible, fell, it still but largely, it largely fell flat. It to me. Yeah. It still largely fell flat. And then um, then this idiot who did the gunman man fuck it up royally. That movie sucked.
0: Oh uh, um, oh Sean Sean Penn. Sean Penn.
1: Yeah, that's
0: muscular yeah. sean penn and you get a boring movie about us ass- yeah terrible about, about assassin come
1: on and yeah and most people most people is like when it's time to play age it really work out that well yeah um you know tom cruise is still not really plays age all that much he's still playing characters much who supposedly much younger than him, him actually but because he doesn't he still grow up
0: that's
1: why right but he still does look young so it's not a problem but jackie actually looks old and they yeah. actually make it work yeah. um and yeah I, I i thought this largely worked for me uh all it right. was still decent, good action good pace and um they, they start the action one time with with blowing up the <laughs> yes. blowing up the water. which, which And they, they gained it really one time that. and I, was, I appreciated that. I, yeah. I, I like that it didn't waste no time on this. Uh um, yeah and then they had a decent enough resolution with with, with with all said and done when you find out what was going down. Yeah. Like alright cool I like this.
0: Yeah. But um yeah. but but just before we get to Reaters though, uh what yeah. I was saying about the, the, the political tone of it. You know it yeah. the, it feeling more of a political thriller than an action thriller itself. Did that Take your terrible. Right. Were you were you fine with that?
1: No, yeah, um, yeah, it had some tonal issues here, or there, but I didn't really have a big problem with that. Because again, going in deeper than Jess because it's it just been a dumb revenge story. That's why I, I, I was worried, worried with it being taken, right? Taken, didn't really get that deep. The first one, right? Didn't really get that deep. It was just yeah, they got back his daughter. They kind of get into the, the kidnapping scene in Europe, kinda, but that was it. Yeah. this they actually make it complex and then with, with the current age of terrorism they decide all right like focus on terrorism that's not islamic terrorism yes right which is kind of played out sorry to say it um and says okay like go back to all ira stuff which work yeah right IRA, ira terrorism was a big deal back in the days yeah. and to have it come back and haunt all these people back now worked I,
0: and i was i was thinking like patriot games like you know right it was about the ira stuff anyway Yeah. yeah but yeah, um, what I'll just say before we get to Rated Zoo is that um, a lot of people are going to go into this film expecting like a non-stop action thriller. And like I said before, it's not that. Um, there is more depth to it. And for some people, that might be a tune off They might find it, you know, not enough Jackie in it. Too much Pierce Bronson. It's a little too boring. It's a little bit too slow. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I was actually impressed by what I saw. It's just yeah. that... Um, you know, is this the whole political thing kind of caught me off guard. Because, you right. know, with a movie starring um, Jackie Chan, sorry, you're coming expecting one thing, and you do get that. But I like that the film made an effort to um, to at least inject some depth and, you know, some complexity to the story. Um, I felt that, you know, there are some points where it feels like it's a little too much, though, where it's like, all right, um, this is still about Jackie, right? Is yep. it still about him taking revenge, or is it about... Um, P.S. Bronson and you know the skeletons in his closet. What is this about? You know, so oftentimes it, you know those two tones kind of clash a bit, but it always kind of comes back on point and you know gets you know gets the the, the story flowing So I will give credit to that. It's not a masterpiece. It's not groundbreaking in terms of action thrillers, but in terms of showing Jackie Chan, you know, just him being a great actor, not just um, physically, and and of course P.S. Bronson showing that. more to him than just looks and just oh well i i was james bond at a point in time you know there's more to him than that so yeah i mean it's not the best show out there but this yeah this one this one surprised me this one was was enjoyable yeah so um rating wise i would give this a strong three and a half of the five stars this is one you should check out especially on the big screen give it a look um just don't go in expecting some kind of non-stop action right and don't go in expecting Liam Neeson and Taken or the Taken sequels again this is Jackie Chan scowling being depressed and exacting revenge in a way that only Jackie Chan in his 60s could pull it off you know what I mean Yeah. and Pierce Brunson being like R. Kelly and trying to keep his stuff in the closet and this just wanting to pile it up I just all the craziness that happens but you know those two stories just kind of mesh together they work and they were you know overall uh came up to this thoroughly edited film so by yeah. all means check it out uh, yeah. so what what, what what rating would you give
1: yeah I, I get this one I get us on a low movie tone um, this was solid business I actually had a lot of fun with this I, again it mostly because I, I was expecting it to be much worse uh-huh. and no I actually end up getting a solid solid outing from this one I was like all right cool yeah. I enjoyed this I actually enjoyed it wow it yeah. wasn't special it wasn't no. magnificent but it was still solid. I I think well, big bias because I'm a huge fan of Jackie Chan. Um, I would I really don't want to see him go down with this bullshit no, in this direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, again, like other, other actors, I was I was really worried with Skip Trace. No. Skip Trace mm. was some hot mess. So yeah. this was actually a, a nice surprise. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. It was just a decent, solid action thriller with a little political something in it.
0: It's great. Yeah, Right. It's fine. Cool. Yeah. All right, yeah. so Ricardo, where can we find you online, Gutter? uh
1: Passat R-M-E-D-D-Y, that is at R-M-E-D-D-Y, at R-M-E-D-D-Y on Twitter. And you can just type in my name, Ricardo Medina, on Facebook, and you can find me there. Twitter is more reliable for me to reply to any of your claims or something like that facebook not so much
0: all right well you can yep. also find me on twitter just look for legally black mjb mjb and capital letters you can also find me on facebook just look for my name Machibiri alongside illegally black blog official fan base where you find the link to this podcast here as well as the others we, that we've recorded before and of course my re- reviews and on the yep. subject of that, feel free to let me know what you thought about um, the presentation here you know, let me know how I can make things better and also what we talked about you know, whether it was the Wu-Tang album or whether it was, you know, Netflix or whether it was the trailers or movies or what that you know, feel free to comment below and let yep. me know what you thought and you know like and share as well
1: Right, and well, we have finally, finally, finally
0: finally, 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 finally yeah. yes, tour Ragnarok yeah. is coming out in two <laughs> weeks time IMAX for oh, sure. Oh, is
1: Tona coming out this week?
0: Well, we not getting it because we saw Oh, we get it late? We get serious? it November 8th, I believe.
1: Bullshit, the... you serious? No,
0: no, no, dude, this is how bad we have it. We are getting Happy that Day a week after Halloween.
1: Okay, well, that kind of... No, happen. no, actually, actually,
0: actually, actually, I lie. I think we get it either um, the Wednesday ha- after Halloween or a week after Halloween. I'm not too sure but study so that I was a movie that came out on friday the 13th right
1: i just check in what, what coming soon and this thing all right formula yeah
0: um, murder on the orient express looks really good right not too sure if i are gonna go to see it right before to ragnarok but definitely we're gonna check out to ragnarok uh, we have to see the box and I'll make the effort to bring in a guest reviewer because we did that before with Wonder Woman, right? So, you know, right. we have two more superhero movies. So, why not bring a special Yeah, It's coming guest out to talk
1: quite about. November It's a real fucking time. Anyway, yeah, Made uh, on right. the Oriental Express is coming out. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, also, Storm coming out. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Also, <laughs>
0: season two of Stranger Things is coming right. out. This Friday Anytime it's recorded I'm going to be right. Taking the entirety Of the, of the following Saturday To, to watch that right. out And recap the, the the first season So you can expect A review of that In our next podcast right. And also Keeping my fingers crossed Hoping that we have No issues In terms of You know The net and whatnot. We gotta do something Halloween We gotta do a Halloween special today. We have to do A second annual Halloween something Talk, Talk about, about movies It could be uh, about bad, <coughs> Halloween, bad horror movies I've Great seen something horror movies is... Something
1: I seen this movie something Moses of ten, Moses on the ten.
0: Oh, the trailer for that is terrible. It's like okay, well, a uh, bargain uh, basement. Yeah, no looking distress, like a bargain no basement. No disrespect also. to TBN, but this easily should have been uh, a special TBN. Yeah, I saw the trailer like, for this once, and I'm like, what is this direct to DVD yeah, movie right. doing in theaters? So it, uh, how, it come just looks to Ragnar,
1: how come Thor Ragnarok? How come hold back? IMAX have it on time, right? Everybody quite know about. I,
0: I think it's coming out the same the same time.
1: Really? That's real bullshit, though. Wow! Yeah, I don't understand why. Too. So weeks is real fucking time. So
0: now I'm wondering when are we going to get um, Justice League? Because I mean, it'd be fun if it came out on the same day as yeah. Punisher, so we can laugh at it. But Lame. I don't even know if we're gonna get it at the same time. But right. hey, we'll see. Yes, but all that aside, though, Halloween's are coming, Stranger Things are coming, so yeah, you can expect some some related stuff like that in right. our next podcast. Keeping fingers crossed all right so that's pretty much about it so once again guys good morning good afternoon good evening good night whatever you listen is this is what's about to be the ad
1: ricardo medina
0: and we are signing off from another episode of bears beats and bailey so until the next one take care peace
2: All right.